Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Peace family is 19 Keys with the 19 Keys podcast. You're listening to a high-level conversation. Tap in. All right, a word from one of our sponsors. Make sure you tap into Goldwater Products. After you come listen to the information, you're going to need your memory stimulated so you can download everything in that prefrontal cortex. You want to make sure that hippocampus area of your brain that regulates mood, memory, and learning is fully functional and tapped in. Therefore, you want to tap into Goldwater. They have smart malls, sports malls, vitamin C malls, colloidal silver. They have just about everything that you, your child, and your whole entire family needs to stimulate your brain and your body and to make sure that your immune system is functioning. Before you tap into this great high-level conversation, listen to this song by Tezu Kulando called Goldwater. Peace family is 19 keys with electrical conversation thought patterns. This is the most powerful podcast in the world. And today I have something exclusive and bonus for all of the listeners out there. I appreciate y'all. So what I got for you is unreleased footage from the Shifters event in Tampa, Florida. That's right. Derek Grace flew all of the shifters out and we had a powerful, powerful event in his city. I want y'all to listen to this audio because these are some of the most powerful speakers on the planet Earth. I'm talking about Derek Grace, Riz Islam, Billionaire PA, Red Pill, Blue Pill, Pop Darby, and of course, myself. So please make sure that you tap all the way in, fasten your seatbelt, man, and get ready to unlock your mind. And also, make sure you get my new book, Paradigm Keys. You can find it on my website at www.crowns19.com. Here at Word for a couple of our sponsors, and we'll get into this episode. Enjoy. Your All right. All right, beautiful. Let's start it off right in there so we can get things rolling. So, Brother Derek, I think we're pretty much ready to go into it. Start off. I got it, bro. Give a hand to Brother Derek Grace. Woo, woo, woo. 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 I appreciate y'all coming so uh, late notice. I literally like posted the thing for the first time like six days ago. So I appreciate y'all making it happen. And especially everybody that I personally sent it to that made it their business. Excuse me. Um, all right, quick question. Um, how many of you guys saw me, before recently, y'all saw me mention I want to open an academy? Quite a few of y'all, right? So initially my goal was, not the goal, but the plan was I was going to relocate to Atlanta and open an academy. And uh, basically, I can't wait. It had to be probably like a month ago, right? I was sitting there, and the question I had to ask myself is, 
in terms of legacy, like what does that say about one's legacy to, I'm 29, just turned 29 two months ago. You leave where you've been at your entire life to go somewhere that has everything to add to their, you know, their economic situation, their education, X, Y, Z. Like, as a man, as you know, in terms of legacy, all that, what does that really say about your character to, I'm not gonna say our city don't have nothing, but Atlanta is flourishing way more, much, much more than Tampa, Florida is. So, uh, I did change my mind. I wanna stay home, and this is what I have in mind. Appreciate that. This is what I got in mind for Tampa, right? And this is why I wanted all y'all here. Um, I wanna build in the city, but I'm extending it and sharing this information today because I wanna extend my hand and say, let's build as a collective. If y'all been following me for a while, y'all know if it's something I wanna do, like I figure out how to do it on my own regardless. If nobody helped, I figure the whole situation, I do it on my own. But I'm coming to us as a collective and as a region, as a state and as a city to say, if we on the same type of time, we could expedite the process if we have more than one mind working. It only got to be money, but if we just have more than one set of hands working, more than one mind working, we'll be in a way better position. So this is what I got in mind for the city. Um, with the start of the new year, I'm looking for a four storefront plaza. If I don't find one, we're going to build one. But I want Derrica to launch an organic uh, nail shop slash hair shop. Next to that, I want a, a retail location for my curriculums, my books, all the things, tangible items that I offer. Next to that, I want a creative space to where actual artists, creators, thinkers, whatever you do, you have an actual hub where you can, um, you can expand on what you do. I don't get out much. I've been in my whole life, but I don't come out much. I don't know if our city got something like that already where people who just grinding and just you know trying to hone in on their talents, got somewhere where they could tap in with a hundred other individuals and build at one time. So if we do got that, somebody let me know because I'm not for sure. I don't get out like that. Anybody know if we got something like that? Just to create a space where we welcome to exercise our talents and just a place where a place where we at. Like that's that's our that's our section. Okay, cool, bro. And then four, um, within that plaza, I want to open up a a a healthy eatery. I, like I said, I know quite a few of y'all follow me. As of late, I've been on my, my no meat journey. Um, and listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to force no, listen, I'm, I'm not trying to force nobody to jump on my ideologies cause just cause I'm brand new and jumping on them. But I do want to encourage that. Y'all know our city don't have a lot of that either. Uh, I've been looking up vegan spots every day and it's, it'd be rough, especially after 10 o'clock. Like you, you better, you gonna find, you better whip you up some rice and eat a piece of bread or something, but you're not going to nobody restaurant. You finna get you a vegan dish at the midnight. Um, outside of the plaza, I've been looking into apartment complexes. I want to purchase an apartment complex, 100 units or more. I'm looking for it to be low income. This is the goal. Bring families in at low income, but they have to attend mandatory meetings like this on, on Saturdays and Sundays. So we're going to bring you in low income, but you got 18 to 24 months to get your SHIT together, and you got you to gotta get up out of here, and we don't want you being low income anymore. But I want to have a complex that's also like an educational hub at the same time. So you'll be able to sit with me on weekends or Sundays to figure out, you know, your entrepreneurship goals with your children, yourself. Not even entrepreneurship, self-love, everything under that umbrella. Of course, I want to open the academy. And then outside of that, I want to open a gun range. That's been on my heart probably like the last month. But I definitely want to have somewhere, again, another hub where as a collective, 
we could just feel comfortable. I don't know if y'all be shooting at the ranges, but I know every time I'm there, it just, you know, it'd be a little awkward sometimes. I just, you know, it don't be fully balanced in there. Now, the point of all those things is that, like I said, I'm not that old, but like my pop's from New York, right? So he used to take me up there every summer. And I've seen the camaraderie of certain neighborhoods. I, I think we had that at one time, but this new generation of kind of flipped it. But basically, I'm trying to create a section and buy back as much as I can within the city so we could actually have something that we can claim as like an actual section. Like, if you go to West Chase, they got houses. They can walk out their house like 10 feet away. They got a whole shopping section, their own little police force. And like, West Chase is a whole world in itself outside of Tampa, Florida. So basically what I'm trying to do is just create somewhere where we have that synergy. We have a moral code. Like some of y'all have daughters and y'all can't let them play outside. That won't be allowed where I'm at. Like, like I said, I'm trying to think of an example. To be real with y'all, if you seen New Jack City, I'm trying to bring the Carter, but we gonna be like total opposite. We're not gonna give them drugs, but, 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 but it will be a type of energy when you come to where we at. Certain stuff won't be tolerated. If y'all ever been to LA and y'all been to gangland, y'all know it's certain places you can't do certain things. There's a moral code when you go certain places that they don't tolerate that. You're not, you're not robbing nobody grandma over here. You're not breaking into nobody businesses. You're not, you're not bothering no children, X, Y, Z. So what I'm trying to do is acquire the land, build on the land, educate us in the meantime, and then we all branch out and start doing our part. Um, one more thing I want to share before I share, before I pass it to anybody else. How many of you heard me talk about in-home banking? So look, we're in home banking. This is why I try to remind us that we don't need them and they need us. It's not that we have an issue with funds. Us as a collector, we have a whole lot of money. We have an issue with allocating the funds and, and the actual power in, 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 in which we place the funds. So the point I'm making is, if we had, like roughly, right, for me to roll out all those things, like on the low end, it's gonna be like $2.5 million. If I had a quarter million right now and I had nine other people in the city to match me or a thousand other people that could make up one of those matches, we could literally acquire a great, a great deal of land and start self, like, let me ask this, how many of y'all feel a way about the public school system? How, how many of y'all feel a way about how the banks or the financial institutions hold, uh, 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 deal with us? Right, you said PayPal? <laughs> so look, the point I'm making is that most of us haven't realized that they aren't really a necessity. We really don't need them. We literally have been, like, check this out. And I was thinking this yesterday. America taught us to stash all our money through them for long-term longevity, right? So basically, get, get you some health insurance, get you 401k XYZ, so at a later date, you could be good to go. But then they didn't tell you through the food, through the policing, and through the environment, they was gonna try to kill you off early. And then they wasn't gonna educate you on the paperwork anyway. A lot of our children wouldn't even know how to inherit our bread if we died right now. A lot of our children know nothing about financial literacy, and I tell you guys all the time, any amount of money with no plan of action is nothing more than a stimulus package. I know all y'all know somebody who got that Obama check about seven, eight years ago. They have absolutely nothing to show for it right now. They got a bunch of free money, and they dwindled it. So the point I'm making is, number one, these entities are not a necessity. Number two, they feed off of our, they feed off of our lack of intelligence and our complacency. I remind you guys all the time that common sense and traditionalism are not friends. Because if most of us remove common, I'm, I'm sorry, remove traditionalism and use common sense, we'd be in a way better position. Last thing I'm gonna share with y'all is most of our elders and our old heads told us in America, uh, our power was the dollar. But then they told us to put it in the bank, to sign up for insurance, and to get health care and to get 401ks.
that doesn't make any sense at all because you you actually like happily relinquish your power so uh above all what i want y'all to take from this today is number one like our unification is really the goal we got the bread we got the resources we got real live soldiers like i know i know it's quite a few of y'all in here who bought that action you just got to channel it in a proper way to actually move our families forward but um i'm gonna pass it to who wanna who wanna share next but look before i pass it to them I just want to tell y'all why I brought them. All of them, uh, they add different pieces to this huge puzzle that can help me move and help them help us all move city to city as a collective. So it's certain things that Agnes great with that I'm not. Certain things, Brother Ben, Keys, Billionaire, Red Pill, RZA, and Darby. One of the biggest issues I find in leadership is people don't know when to defer. If you suck at something and your homie's good at it, this the part where you sit your ass down and you let him take the lead so he could do what he do. So, like I said, the biggest thing I want y'all to take from this is like, we gotta move on one accord. If we, like, listen, like I said, if I, if I had a quarter million dollars to do it right now, and none of y'all in the room did, it'd be built by Christmas. We can stop complaining about Christmas. We can stop complaining about the educational system. And then one more thing I wanna share with the academy, because I know some of y'all wanna know that too. A couple of things that I think will differentiate the academy is one, it's gonna be for the entire family. I'm not just doing children. I want the entire family to be on the same type of time. But simple things like co-parenting. How, how many of y'all ever dealt with co-parenting issues? Custody issues, X, Y, Z. That's something that's really plaguing us. Of course, in-home banking. Uh, mental illness in our demographic is not addressed at all. If you got an uncle who be wigging out, you just be like, yeah, I'm crazy. And then y'all just let him stay in the room and he be crazy till he's 90 years old. No, it's a lot of different things that need to be addressed. And one of the biggest things I, that I know is gonna differentiate the academy is, how many of y'all was stuck with a teacher for three or four years and you felt like you wasn't taking nothing from her or she didn't know what the hell she was talking about? This is the difference with the academy, right? I'm gonna have a rotating door of some of the most dangerous intellects that I know all around the world that I will fly in. Like I got eight of them, seven of them sitting right here with me. But my academy will be the same way. I'm not gonna make you or your child deal with one adult because it's just what she do we will cycle people in and out who are good at what they do so um again that's one of the biggest things i know going to differentiate it because we're going to have a melting pot of information and education all in one place but i'm gonna say the rest for later um who we swinging into next all right we we gonna swing it to keys of darby all right y'all hey y'all this pop darby out of houston we gonna swing it to him next what's that What's happening? I ain't gonna take too long. I'm just here to say because it's called Tampa Talks, we finna have some money talks, and uh, if you ain't part of the solution, you part of the problem. That was right to the point. Um, everybody doing 19 keys for those who don't know. Um, um, I wanted to ask a couple questions to the crowd. Um, who's in here ever been locked up before? Um, who's in here ever been to school and they dropped out? Who's here ever felt like their community has been unsecured and they want to call the police? Um, who's here felt like they had to spend their money to get some food, but they weren't spending their money with somebody who looks like them? Somebody who had to use their insurance, they got hurt, or their health provider doesn't look like them. Um, they go to school, their school system, the teachers don't look like them. All right. 
So it looks like everybody has experienced the same example, the same paradigm. And the goal right now is to switch it. The goal right now is to change it. And I grew up in Oakland, California to where, I'm covering the mic. I grew up in Oakland, California where um, I was fortunate enough to see an example of black ownership, also black security forces, black health services, black education, black restaurants, um, the entire thing. And I know it can be done. But for a lot of us, we've never seen that example. So the vision that in our head, so it's hard for us to imagine that playing out in reality. And so therefore, when we don't see it, we don't create it. And it's not shown to us through entertainment. It's not shown to us the songs, the rappers that talk about they pass, but they don't talk about the information and knowledge they get. And when they sit in these meetings with these corporate offices, and they laying out these genius plans to them, they not sharing that with the people. So the information is just not being delegated towards us. So therefore we can't get that picture in our mind. So when we get money, we can't even see ourselves spending it in that manner. But it's not that hard. It's a collection of paperwork. It's a collection of getting permits. It takes the same amount of work to build a community it does to destroy a community. So therefore, what I wanted to more so get people to understand is that this is an operation that we start today and we can get done tomorrow, but we all have to act off of it. First of all, you have to see it in order to believe it, but that seeing it is that imagination. A lot of us get money, but we don't know where to funnel it. A lot of us be scamming, whether you're selling drugs, but you don't know where to invest it. So it comes quick and it goes out quicker. I see too many people who, who might scam with $50,000 and then go spend it with the same people. And it don't make no sense. So that money comes in and it goes right out. And then two months later, you back rock bottom and you're depressed. Hey, y'all. I know most of y'all from Tampa on the notorious side. And I was trying to educate them on how crazy the city was with tax fraud. What do we know for, and, and do anybody got a rough estimate of how much money this city had at one time? We had it, bro. We just, we just ain't delegated the proper way. We definitely had our shot. Right. And, and imagine though if there was an operation, an underground operation, overground, however we want to put it, if all of the D-Boys started to give in, they, they, they contacted what we consider to be squares of lane or whatever, the intelligent ones who got the ideas and they say, look, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to fuck this off, but I'm going to go ahead and get this to you. And then you do what you can do with this idea, but we're not a long-term thinking people. We think in short-term. What's our short-term return? And so when we don't think long term, that means we ain't planning at all. Like we don't give a damn about next year because I asked a group of students one time, would you want a million dollars right now or would you want somebody to teach you how to get a million dollars continuously? And most of them said that they get the knowledge so they can keep getting the money. But one of them said that I take the money because I'm not sure if I'm going to live long enough to even use the knowledge. And so a lot of us don't actually see ourselves having a future past you know, uh, next month. We don't know if we gonna survive, but that's because we don't control our lives. But when you control your neighborhood, then you control your future. And when then you can control your children's future, when you control their education and what you put in their minds. But self-education is what we talking about. We ain't saying you gotta go in debt, spend at some university so they can capitalize off your lack of knowledge and your ignorance. We saying, no, you can get information from people who look just like you. So therefore, you can start seeing yourself as an authority on the things that you learn. Therefore, you can start learning from your brothers because now you're seeing the information that you got from young came from a black man. But most of us, when we young, we get our information from a source that don't look like us, a white man. Or you got a white Jesus or something. So that becomes your God. That becomes your authority that you go to. 
and we taught to be accepted as authority so we allow them to do whatever they want to as long as they have authority over us that goes towards the policemen whether it's the teachers and that pipeline just leads all the way down to prison and so some people here i hope not but we'll get caught up in a cycle to where you end up in prison in your lifetime but that's because you're not planning somebody else is already planning they just had it in arizona where they sued the state because the state wasn't giving them enough prisoners because it's private prison industry so your black body is something that they can use but for us we have to use our own collective energy like in this room right now is a self-stimulating economy to where if we pull resources, we can actually bring everything into fruition that we're talking about. But a lot of us trying to figure out, damn, what I'm gonna do with these bills? I got family problems, I got this and I got that. But you're supposed to be able to clear all of that and go directly towards the goal. And so I'm not gonna speak too much, but I just wanted us to understand that everything that we talked about has been done, can be done, and will be done. But it takes those, for one, to believe past your current circumstances and believe that your destiny is based off what you can envision. Peace to the family. I'm Brother Red Pill. Um, by show of hands, how many people out here consider yourself creatives? Keep those hands up. By a show of hands, how many people consider themselves talented and gifted? Meaning that you were already sent here and prepackaged with what you need to do what? To materialize and to manifest whatever your ideas and your goals are, right? right? By a show of hands, how many people have ever read the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill? Beautiful. For those who haven't read it, it's available on YouTube in audio form. Meaning that on the way home right now, you can play it in the whip and understand what this European man was saying, giving out formulas. How many people have ever heard of the mastermind principle? Simply put, the mastermind principle means that two brains are better than one, right? Meaning that everything that we need to get ourselves out of this situation that we see not only ourselves but our people in is by applying ourselves collectively by a show of hands how many people have ever seen voltron so the idea in voltron that they try to hammer into our heads when we were little children right for those of us who caught it in the 80s was at the end of every episode the enemy right would form forces and grow into this big beast then you had these five lions who were individually strong but after getting their ass kicked a few times through the whole episode, they always came together at the end and formed that one robot who pulled out the sword and cleaned them up and then we was on to the next episode. Facts? So that analogy is what we need to apply to our situation. Yeah, we popping individually. We got, we got solutions individually, but the problems are too heavy for your shoulders. You have a beast who is forming, right? Remember, and I don't want to talk too long either. We're going to just touch on some problems, and then later on we're going to get to the solutions. But what you call white people, it's not a skin color. We, we, we've been fooled to think white people 
or Caucasians who come from the Caucasus Mountains. No, white is a status. And people who identify as white are identifying with the status. Those Arabs that's in your hood selling you pork, they want to be white. The way they become white is by subjugating black. The Asians that's selling you weaves and whatnot, their goal when they came to America was to whatever, whatever they were, where they were at, their goal is to come to America and live white. Not as the white man, but as the white status. You know, that American express privilege. That's what they're here to do. So they, put, they pinpointed the fact that there's a group of people that they could subjugate who have been designated dead in the eyes of the law. Go and look it up. It's called Civilitaire Mortus. That's why we can't get any kind of justice from the court of law. God damn it, you dead. Your status is dead. You're cannon fodder. And I don't mean to break the bad news to the family, but it goes all the way into the legal system. It's called legalese. You got to learn how to speak it because that's why you hire a lawyer. Because inside of the court, they're speaking a whole nother language that you don't understand. So these people are forming a beast to subjugate our people. They feed off of us. Your body organs are worth money. When you get locked up, that's worth money. They got you on the stock markets. All of your depression, all of your anxiety, Big Pharma is feeding off of that. The big prison system is feeding off of all of your penitentiary chances that you're taking trying to get the money based off of an artist who signed to a record label, but the record label is signed to the goddamn prison industry and Big Pharma. So it's all a trap. It's really trap music. And niggas is getting trapped every day and we tired of it. So what do we decide to do? We decided to form Voltron. We're standing in front of you because we want you to be a part of this Voltron. It's going to take every single member who is sitting in those chairs to collectively want to be a part of a mastermind principle, meaning that you got to tuck the ego and put, that, put your energy, your sweat equity, and also your currency, because it's not just your paper in your pocket. Currency is an energy. We need your energy. We need your energy. We need to form. We need to come together. We have solutions. We're going to roll it out for you. And we're going to make something change in real time. Real quick before I get off, I just want to show you how power, what power looks like. How many followers you got? We only going to talk about Instagram. How many followers you got on the gram? Uh, 55. Can somebody take out a calculator real quick? I just want to add up some numbers real quick so we could explain to you what the power of the mastermind principle is and the fact that the solutions that you've been looking for is looking at you. 55? What you at? Uh, 82,000. I'm at 34, right? What you at, Sister Ajna? 170,000. You at 170? Yeah, 167. Okay, drum rolls, please. <laughs> Derek, what you at? 400. 400. Billionaire Pop, where you at? Uh, 27. 27. Pop, where you at? 30. 30. 121,000. What? Say that again? 121,000. Okay. 919,000. So, 1 million. Influence, so these are, it's called micro and macro influencers. We're, mac we're micro and macro influencers. 
We have collectively on Instagram only. We're not talking YouTube, Facebook, or just niggas that don't got no accounts but know about it. Collectively reaching over 20 million in, in one week. This is impressions. We all, we, all, we all send in our impressions every week and we go over the numbers and crunch them. So we reach 20 million people collectively in one week. If anybody understands the power of meditation, meaning that if you have 100 people thinking about something at the same time, you could shift mountains. Literally. This is the power of Ratchet Mondays. This is the power of Clear Channel, the reason why they're giving you 10 songs every goddamn hour. They understand the power of the numbers. So all I'm saying is this, anything that we want to do, we can do it. Facts. So the solutions are here. And all I'm saying is, we're going to show the family how you can be a part of everything that's being done and we could change everything overnight. We could build this chapter right here in Tampa and then take it to Atlanta and take it to New York and take it to LA and take it to Texas. We're campaigning right now. The same way that the politicians are. We're on the road. We're looking for 100,000 of y'all to be a part of this movement. So with that being said, I'm going to pass the mic to my brother Ben X. Thank you. Uh, my name is Brother Ben X, honored to be the youngest on the panel. Um, I wanted to say that um, we're talking about unity here, and one thing that the, uh, my minister taught me is that there's a difference between unity and uniform. Uniform is everybody's a Muslim, or everybody's from this side of town, or everybody looks exactly like this. But unity is everybody bringing what they have to the table, and then we're all mixing it together to do something and come together on common ground. So when you look at the word unity, you got the word unit. So you got your one, you got your one, you got your way of life. And then when we come together, we're gonna see how can we solve our collective problem as a people. So rather we call ourselves black, uh, white, melanated, stardust, you know, we, we go, we almost everything. But that's real though. But it doesn't matter what we call ourselves, we all know we have a common problem and we all have a common open enemy. So if we uh, I, I played basketball growing up, so I played point guard, and I always give this analogy. I'm not trying to do no windmills in the game. I'm not trying to have nobody throw me no alley-oop in the game. I'm only about 5'8". I'm going to stick to me having assists, and I'm going to uh, stick to me shooting threes in the mid-range, and I'll throw the alley-oop to Brother Reza because he's almost 6'8", eight, 8 feet tall. So what I was saying is when the brother asked everybody to raise up their hands because he wanted to see who all were creatives, my thing is we need to all find out what we can do individually because many times in our communities we all want to wait we all we all want to make change we all want to have a restaurant or a school but when we think about how much it's going to take damn it's 1.4 million how i'm going to do that but when you look at 200 people in the room you say wow i can spice up mine what if i give a hundred dollars a month what if 200 of us gave a hundred dollars a month now we're looking at two hundred thousand dollars a month what could we do with that so it's a lot easier for us to do things when we come together that was an analogy about a man that was drowning. Now, a lot of our youth are drowning in the ocean right now. A lot of our people are drowning in the ocean right now. And a man from the east side came, and he threw his rope out there in the road or out there in the water, and it was too short. A dude from the west side said, man, I'm banging. Well, I'm going to come out there. I'm going to throw my rope out there in the road. Dude from the south side said, man, I got this, man. These dudes out here tripping. So he threw his out there in the, in, in the water, and they all was too short. Now, there's two things they can do. 
They can sit there and they can argue about which side is the best side, my side is the best side, crip side, blood side, whatever side, right? Or they can pot, or they can tie them all together and throw them in the ocean and save the man. And that's what I think we are here to do today. Bring our ropes together, bring our ideology together, whatever it is, whatever we can come together on common grounds and see how we can actually save our people. I get DMs all the time saying, how do we even come together? How y'all come together without having egos? How do y'all come together without arguing with each other? My brother 19 Keys came with a nice quote. He says, we dealing with the we go, not the ego. So wherever he go, we go. Wherever she go, we go. And that's how we got to do it with our collective mind. Because we always have to... Um, we always have to think about how when we say black, like the brother said, black and white is not necessarily a skin color. So when I say black, personally, I'm talking about how we are original. Black is the essence from which all color comes from. So I don't care if you're from Africa. I don't care if you're from Jamaica. I'm not going to separate each other by our labels. I'm going to say, man, you you are an original person just like me. We are the real mothers and fathers of civilization. Without the black woman, none of us would be here. Not just us as our race or as our uh, people, but any other race. Without the black woman, we wouldn't even, none of us would even be here. So uh, there was a quote that talks about how a, um, an organized lie is more effective than a disorganized truth. So we know we have truth. You know, Brother Derek, what he's doing with his children. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, you never had to condemn a dirty glass. Just put a clean one next to it. So what he's doing here in Tampa, what he's doing here with his children is putting up a dirty glass. Now he's just asking for the help. So what we're trying to do here today with us. And what we trying to do with all of y'all. He putting up a clean glass. Yeah, he, I say dirty glass. Okay, my bad, my bad. He definitely putting up that clean glass. So what we trying to do here today with the shifters and with y'all is have that, uh, that naked truth catch up to that well-dressed lie. Yeah. Hey, everybody that's by the door, if y'all can, can y'all shift a little bit? to the side so the walkway still open for everybody coming in. What would you, uh, B, B, are you ready, bro? I'm parking, let's go. Are you ready? <laughs> Peace, family, brother Reza Islam, also known as the intellectual extremist. Very, very honored to be here. Give yourselves another round of applause for showing up, showing out for your people. So we know Brother 19 Keys, Brother Ben X, Sister Ashna, Brother Derek Grace, Brother Billionaire PA, Brother Red Pill, and Brother Pop Darby. And we are here because of you, plain and simple. Does that make sense? We're not here just to hang out and just to say, oh yeah, look, we, we, we showed up in Tampa, y'all. We showed up for some pictures and all that. No, we actually do this in real life. A brother walked up to me, he said, oh, you really dress like that in real life? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> we actually do this, okay? So, number one, I'm going to drop a few facts. We're going to go over solutions later on. Is that okay with you? We are in Tampa, Florida. The word Tampa means to gather together or to kindle a fire together or to collect sticks together. The name of this actual city represents exactly what it is that we are doing right now. We are building a foundation. We have brothers and sisters. We have young and seasoned, not old. We have children who are male and female. And we are coming together as intellectuals, brothers from the dirty south, the clean ones, the politicians, whatever you want to call it, hood brothers and sisters, to say we are done living the way that we are living. We are tired of the government subjugating us and putting us in this condition. We want to come together and do something for ourselves. Is that right? 
So I'm going to give you a few things that this government is doing right now that they have announced, but they have not announced publicly because they do not want you to know some of the things that I'm going to tell you right now. In 2017, last year, August, the FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigation, made an announcement where they stated that black people who love themselves, raise your hand if you love yourself, black people who love their people, raise your hand if you love your people, black people who are passionate about their identity, raise your hand if you're passionate, or you're getting there, mm -hmm. <laughs> they classify us now as bees. IEs. Raise your hand if you've heard of this term, this acronym. So now they are calling us black identity extremists. All right, now let me just break this down very quick. In the 60s, you had something called the counterintelligence program. Yes? Where they went into all the black empowerment or empowerment organizations to destroy them from the inside out. This BIE label is the 2018 version of COINTELPRO. It is the FBI's way of infiltrating anything like this because they are saying they are gonna come together and do something to come against the government. When it's like, no, we actually just wanna do what we've been trying to do, which is get y'all to leave us the hell alone. And we wanna eat healthy food and not get locked up for no reason and be able to raise our children in a nice, clean environment. We wanna do something for ourselves. is that right? How many, ain't nobody here thinking about just going and blowing up the police station, it sounds nice. Sound nice. But but that's not what we that's not what we are about. Is that right? That's right? So that is something that we all need to know. But it is not the identity that they are afraid of. It is B I E. And I broke it down and I said, what is it that they have always been afraid of in history when it comes to the black struggle? When it comes to the brown struggle? The brown brothers, by the way, the Incas, the Omics, the Aztecs, the Mayans. Of course, they are part African. So anybody arguing with the Mexican brother, you need to stop right now because they are our cousins. Also known as our reinforcements. Also known as the third infantry within our army if we wish to succeed within this country. I want to end that real quick. Number two, the black intellect is what they are really afraid of. So it's not the black identity extremists, it is the black intellectual extremists. Say it with me, the black intellectual extremists. One more time, the black intellectual extremists. The word intelligence means the ability to pose, meaning you can stop and see, the ability to predict, which means you can look ahead of time and solve problems in the future. That is intelligence. You can tell how intelligent a person is by how well they solve problems before they happen. Does that make sense? They never wanted to see another Malcolm X. They never want to see another Ida B. Wells. They never want to see another Marcus, Mosiah Garvey. They never want to see, they don't want to see no Harriet Tubman. They don't want to see no Fred Hampton, no Bobby Seale, no Kathleen Cleaver, no Asata Shakur. Am I right? They ain't with that. You think they want that? They solved problems. They thought thoroughly and they saw what the government was doing and they planned ahead and ahead and ahead. The way you destroy a problem is by throwing as many solutions at it until it vanishes. Does that make sense? So they are planning to come into every inner city neighborhood within every black, brown, and impoverished community. That's one thing that we all should know right now. Everyone should be exercising. Some of y'all got tired when you heard that. They're like, oh, everyone should be drinking more water. Everyone should be taking vitamins. And it doesn't take a lot of money, fam. I know we, you know, we, we I'm from Compton, California. Rachel, if you know where Compton is. All right, where the Crips originated, right? That's, we same, living the same way. So it doesn't take a lot of money, but everyone should be doing these basic things. You have to teach your children self-defense. 
Sisters, you must learn self-defense. Sadly, within this world now, the women have to know how to fight because there's not enough men protecting y'all. Should I say that again? There's not enough men, which is different than a male, different than a boy, different than a Negro. I ain't gonna break it all down, but just let's say men. We ain't got enough men protecting the women. And that is something that we need to change. So sisters, please be able to protect yourself because in this world, there are some sick, twisted individuals who really don't care that you're a female. They don't care. And they will do things, and raise your hand if you, you know somebody that got either fought or robbed, a female who was robbed before by a male. Raise your hand. It happens, I know y'all like, okay, yeah, it happens, but I'm serious. So we have to know how to protect ourselves because the government sends agents in looking just like you and me. And they do certain things, so we have to be prepared for that. Next point, in about five more minutes here. Something called vaccines. Raise your hand if you have heard me talk about vaccines. All right, a vaccine means a dead or weakened strain of a virus. So it is an actual virus that they inject in the body to see if the body will fight it off through the immune system. Does that make any sense? I'm gonna inject a virus into you. I'm gonna put a virus in you and see if your body fight it off. That's literally what they do. So they have something called Healthy People 2020. Please make sure to take notes down. Make sure you take notes down because everything that I'm telling you, you will be faced with. And you do not wanna be in a position where you're like, oh, I forgot, or oh man, nobody told me. I'm telling you right now. Healthy People 2020, they push to have 90% say 90% of the U.S. population vaccinated by 2020. So less than a year and a half away, am I correct? Less than a year and a half away. So what is the solution? I have to give you that one right up front because I don't want us to even drag that along. Some, you know, y'all gonna be like, whoa. Number one, they're coming after the children first. Raise your hand if you have children. Raise your hand if you know somebody with children. Okay, you care about your children, right? Okay, let us make sure we write these two things down. There are two documents, two ways of getting out of this directly. There are some other ways that are a little more difficult, but these two are the number one uh, direct ways to get out of this circumstance. One, there's a form called DH, DH 680, write this down. Department of Health 680 form, which is the medical exemption, which is your way of getting out of having to be forced to take vaccinations. Medically, you can give them that as an excuse. Oh, I can't take them because, you know, this vaccine has chemicals in it that are bad for my body. Whatever. Say whatever you need to say, fill the form out, turn it in, boom. Next form is DH, Department of Health, 681. This form is a little easier. It is the religious exemption form. Ecclesiastical, philosophical, personal belief. That one is a little easier. Fill that form out. Bring it to your doctor, your nurse, wherever you go, or to the Department of Health itself and you will not be forced to receive these vaccinations. Do you know that, I'm gonna just say this, the medical industry, what I just told you, you would have to go to a doctor, you would have to go to a medical consultant, they would charge anywhere between two to $500 per hour just to tell you what I just told you. That's how much they don't give a damn about you. Does that make sense? So what I just gave you is life-saving information that most people do not have, but you need it right now. So when you have the chance sometime this week coming up, Make sure you fill it out for yourself, your children, let your family know about it so that they don't have to get forced to be put under that system and so you will be able to live healthy because I'm going up to the CDC on Wednesday where they manufacture the vaccines and we're gonna be calling out the scientists directly. Last point, pray for your brother. <laughs> All right, 
And the last point really quick, I'm not gonna go into everything else. The reasoning behind the whole vaccine situation and the only reason why I put so much on it in Tampa is because the US government has released a statement about five months ago where they said that Zika is about to return Florida. Raise your hand if you heard about the Zika virus. Uh-huh, bunch of bull crap. But they said it's returning, it's returning. How do you know? Where did it go? Okay, so Zika's returning to Florida from a long vacation. And they said, right, I come back to it. So they said they have now released, say released, which means somebody had them, right? 90,000 mosquitoes along the coast of Florida to combat or fight against the spreading of the Zika virus. How is the virus spread in the first place? Through mosquitoes. They said this. I'm not, I know y'all like, no, like, word, bro, like, seriously, seriously. That's how ridiculous this is. They think we are so stupid and so foolish to where we don't pay attention. And to a degree, they've been right, but not no more. Because we are shifting the paradigm. Is that right? We are shifting, say it with me, shifting the paradigm. Meaning the way we think. We are changing that. So make sure you get those forms because they have literally targeted to give you the virus that I just told you about, but the only way you will be able to get out of the vaccine system, the force system, is through those two forms and some other ways, but those are two of the easiest ways, and I'm gonna end my time right there. I don't overload your brain, but I appreciate you, family. Thank you very much again for coming out. Peace. I'm just, honestly, I wrote a quote that says, never spend your present time with a person that you don't have a future with. When you sit amongst people like this, I can hold my own individually, but there's nothing really for me to say that they hadn't already said. So I guess we're at the point now where my grandmama told me to allow your work to speak for you, therefore you never have to open your mouth. And so I wrote another quote when I was locked up in jail, it's okay for your pockets to be broke, just make sure your mind makes sense. And then I wrote another quote that says, rich people show up on time, wealthy people show up before time, and broke people always show up late, but they be the first ones to hold their hands out. Then I was talking to my brother Derek Grace last night and we was talking about one of my books I put out. The book is $963.36. And then I started thinking about the quote that I wrote. It's okay for your pockets to be broke. Just make sure your mind makes sense. It's crazy to me that a person will tell me they wouldn't give $900 for a book to get their mind right, but will drop $1,000 for some Gucci that adds no value into their mind. Or like my brother 19 Key says, you'll pay $300 for some food that you're going to shit out. But the knowledge that I gave you on how to get wealthy, you don't think is valuable. So when I'm sitting locked up in jail, I remember when my grandmama said to me, you know, you've been to jail over 15 times before you was 21 years old. She said, get on people your body, but don't get on people your mind. And that's why I named that book, My Mind is Wealthy. Never in a billion years would I have ever thought that I'd be looking up to people like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and Harriet Tubman. And then one day I'd be sitting on the stage with the new generational leaders.
and be considered one. So I say that to say, man, I don't care what your situation is. Don't have us out here. I don't want to be out here fighting for you and fighting for my people. And then you let another person, the opposite status of you, manipulate you not to see value in us. And then you shoot me when I'm fighting for your child. So like my brother 19 Keys say, we, you know, I talk about, I speak about 19 Keys a lot because, you know, we spend the most time together because we both live in Los Angeles. Um, and one of the things that he said that really inspired me because I'm usually the hype one. I'm the one that usually come here, you know, and I say, everybody clap one time. See y'all there, I wasn't paying attention. Clap one time if you listen. Clap two times if you believe in us. And clap three times if you're going to execute. So that's usually me. And then my brother gets on stage behind me. He said, look, I'm not here to motivate you. <laughs> but it was a good speech, though, because motivation without instructions is very dangerous. I'm gonna call you right back. And, what the, and if all of us can let our egos go. And I had my ego until I wrote a quote in my book that says, most people ego keep them broke. No, I don't want to be rich no more. I want to be wealthy. And when you think about the word wealthy, the first two letters in the word wealthy spell we. And when we talk about we, then my grandmama said the most valuable quote that you ever wrote was we all come from different walks of life, but that don't mean we can't all walk together. I may not be from Tampa, but I am from a hood. So that means I can't walk with you and we can't execute the dreams that we want to speak into existence. And so what the gifts and talents that I've been blessed to do is, yes, I've written over 83, I've written 83 total books. And when I talked about the price of it, and I'm going to end with this, the this, this 63 is the number of days of how many days I slept in my truck. I wrote 83 books in 63 days. This is a fact. I'm not much of a talker. They're sitting right here. Here's two of them. All my books are high-end custom design books. Here's another one right here. This book is made out of gold leather gold page book because they said never judge a book by its cover but i don't believe that because if you never judge the book by its cover then i would have saved my money and just cut the, the cover off and just gave you the paper the fact is people do judge you based off the color people do judge you because you black so i had to set the standard high and i had to say i don't know one person that'll drop 900 dollars or 200 dollars or 100 dollars for a book and won't read it because when we was giving you $10 stuff, you didn't value it the same. You bought my book for $10, you're like, oh, I support you. No, you got that wrong. I supported you. I'm not being funny. I'm not being cocky. I wrote, I wrote books that teach people how to get 10,000 people to get them $10 a month. You do the math. You did the job one time. You got paid every month. They call that Netflix. That's the type of, that's what wealth is. I don't want to be rich. Rich people wake up and they focus on selling products all day, every day. I sold 5,000 t-shirts in three months when I was homeless. I got to wake up and do that again? I'm tired. Now, I want to find people who enjoy working hard. Now, I want to find out how can I get 10 people, 10,000 people to give me $10 a month. That's called wealth. And that's what these other people have been doing to us, taking our money and then taking our kids away from us and then suppressing us not to get along with the women. I never understood how a black woman could be so depressed when Martin Luther King or Malcolm X ain't even got no dream without you.
So I come from a strong black woman that, that my mother told me, if you never understand your worth, people gonna pay you pennies. Not only am I not gonna get paid no pennies, none of my brothers or my sisters gonna get no pennies because they don't do penny stuff. It's people, Derek Grace, I gotta tell this story and I'm done. I seen Derek Grace send a direct message, correct me if I'm lying, to book me to speech, the minimum that I'm gonna speak is $5,000 a speech. That's the minimum. Derek Grace sent a direct message and said, I want all y'all to come to Temple. Within 30 seconds, everybody said yes. Correct me when I'm telling a lie. So my brother might not sit here and say everything that he want. You, you, he might sit here and talk about all the great things that he want to do for Temple, but this brother took, put his time and energy coordinating and making sure that all of us was able to come down here so he could give back to his city. And this is the type of stuff that we need right here in Tampa, in Atlanta, all across the world amongst our people because it's time for us, my brothers and sisters, to cut the fighting out, man. Cut the killing each other out. You ain't doing nothing but help stimulate somebody else's agenda. Like, what is you getting out of killing me? Like, if you shoot me right now, what you getting out of that? You, you walked out of here, you came in here broke, you left broke. Like, I've been to jail over 15 times. What other points I need to prove to you? I don't want to sell dope no more. I, I'm, I, now I sell dope books. Like, I ain't knocking nobody hustle, man, but just take, you got the energy. My grandmama said, take that dope mentality and you put that dope mentality in them books and them t-shirts and you get your butt out here and sell a million of that and make the white man look at you and appreciate that. Because now I cannot go to jail for this. But I seen one of my friends sell one million books for $10 each. And I said, give me your list, my brother. I want to call all the people like at this event. Everybody in this event buy some books buy a book, and, and no offense to anybody who sells books for $10, I'm just talking about my worth. I said, I want to make a phone call to a thousand of your people who bought, out of them people that bought books, I want to call a thousand of them. And I called a thousand people, and do you know out of a thousand people, you know how many people six months later said they read the book? 150 people, that's terrible. I guarantee you, if y'all give me $200 for this book, I bet you you go home and read this book. I bet you my numbers increase. I didn't write no book for you to come and buy it and say, oh, I bought Billionaire's book. No, I want you to be out here understanding what Derek is talking about when he's talking about in-home banking. That don't necessarily mean go to the bank, take all your money out the bank and go home and put it in your mattress. But that's how, that's how simple-minded some people's mindset is. Am I wrong, bro? I want to make sure I don't mess it up. When my brother 19 Keys, you know, talk about, or you see him walking around with the crown around his head, my brother not just wearing that because, you know what I'm saying, it got symbols on it. That stuff stands for equality. That stuff stands for peace and knowledge. Bringing all of that, all of those gifts that Red Pill and Rizzo was talking about, all of them talents, bringing them together. Like it should be a sin to have a gift and be broke. Like, you mean to tell me you can sing and you broke? You mean to tell me you got up here and tap dance 
and you didn't ask no, you didn't, you didn't have no mindset to tell them people to give you a check. Oh, you were so bold that you wanted to pull a gun out and shoot me, but you won't ask the white man for a dollar. So when it comes time for me to speak, I don't care what it is, man, you have to pay for my time and not all forms of payment have to come in the form of cash. And that's why I'm sitting on this stage because this is my brother for life and these are my sisters and my brothers for life, man. And whatever we have to do to make this world a better place, I'm going to speak it into existence. We're going to speak it into existence and I'm done. I love y'all to life. Hey, real quick, y'all, uh, I just got a message. If you got a black Kia Sorento and a Chrysler 300 that's beige, it got to be moved. I don't know, moved to where, but I guess it's blocking something. It's in the way or something. That was it. We're going to keep going. Peace and blessings, beautiful people. How are you all doing this afternoon? This afternoon? Uh-uh, y'all ain't going to give me no lazy clap because Jesus didn't die for that. Come on. Well, for those of you who are not aware, I am Reagan, Reagan Gilmore, also known as Ajna Sarai of the Healing Place. Very proud to be the very first lady of the Shifters Movement, and it is such an honor to share this space and place and time with you. And I just wanted to bring some awareness to the reality that many of us suffer um, spiritual battles, mental battles that we don't speak about by way of having a safe place to share our turmoil with, or even having the courage to honestly say, hey, I'm dealing with some shit and I got an issue. So that's what I bring to the table of life. Um, I have an international group, uh, international support system by the, way of the, by the way of the Healing Place. Our name is The Healing Place. Healing Place family, I love y'all. You see y'all trickling in? I love you family, but this is what we do. We address what's going on inside. Because in all honesty, you can have the most am amazing ideas, you can have the most brilliant speeches, your numbers can make perfect sense. But nobody gives a damn what you know until they know how much you care. And in the healing place, we care. And that's what I bring to the table, the component of not only caring for you, but even until you learn how to care for yourself, I'm here to teach you how to care for yourself. How many of you said something kind to you today? Be honest by way of hands. So many of you have talked to everybody but you today. And we don't realize the psychological effect that that has, that we conduct our lives with no relationship to ourselves and wonder why we feel disconnected to everything around us. So I just wanted to remind you guys that you are impeccable ingredients and you don't know it. See, there are amazing recipes everywhere. There are cookbooks everywhere with the most delectable dishes residing inside them. But them cookbooks ain't hitting on shit without the right ingredients. And if you don't know that you are the right ingredients, then you will not apply yourself properly to this recipe of life and you will wonder why not only you but everything around you starves to death. So we're here to cook up some dope ass dishes here in my, my shifter brothers and I, and it is such an honor to serve you, such an honor to shift with you, and I will leave you with this thought. If you are a creator, and nobody ever told you that you were a creator, then you will navigate through the rest of your life creating for other people. Because if it's in you to do it, you're gonna get it done. And so often we have been pre-programmed 
with another um, glitchy program, another virus of sorts that keeps us creating a nightmare for ourselves in order for other people who are the opposing forces to live out their dreams. So what I come to teach you today, what I come to share with you, what I come to love you through is your awakening. Not only are you a creator, that it's okay for you to create for you. And in order for you to do that with some integrity, you must first figure out what it is that you desire to create. And I'm here to confirm the fact that you genuinely desire to create it means that you are worthy of it. If it is a desire of yours and it does not exist, it is your responsibility to create it. And so many of us are waiting for someone to save us. It is very rare that you meet a group of melanated people who are activated and participating in their own rescue. And so many of us don't realize that we are superior indeed. Not only in deed, but through our deeds. Every deed that you do is a superior deed. It is backed by melanated magic. And when you put it out into the atmosphere, it brings forth fruitions that you can't even fathom. But oftentimes, we put these things out there into the atmosphere that don't serve us, are our people. And that's because we don't know the majesty of the ingredients. So you're using all your truffles for somebody else's fries. So we're just going to cook something up, family, in this beautiful gumbo of life. We're going to make it delicious. We're going to learn how to face ourselves, learn how to love ourselves, learn how to care for ourselves. A lot of us don't even give a damn. Nobody told us that it was okay to care for us. That's why we don't. We sit around waiting on somebody to give us permission to care for ourselves. So if that's what you are seeking for in your life, if you need somebody to give you some permission to love on you, to make your dreams come true, to stop living in the illusion that you have fear of failure when in all honesty, failure is everything that you've known for your entire life. When is the last time you had your big significant break or something that you desire to significantly manifest? Very few of us can say ever. You might catch a handful that can say I hit, I hit gold a couple of times, but nothing, nothing that I have anything to show for. And that's what's so astounding to me. We don't even take into consideration the reality that all we have ever known is failure. And we tell ourselves that we fear failure. No, baby, you fear success. That it could be real to you, through you, for you. Beneficial to all that is around you. Did you know that you are a walking asset? But if you live your life with the mindset of a liability, you will produce nothing about you. So I just come to tell you, to remind you that if don't nobody love you, I do. And I, I, Ajna Sarah of The Healing Place, I'm here to love you to life. I am a necromancer. Those dead parts awaken you sleeping giants. We've got work to do. So look, y'all, uh, the next phase of this, like I said, I'm not into motivation. I like real answers and solutions. Um, anybody in here ever been to any, any of my other events in different states as of late? All right, so y'all know, like, I like to open up the floor and have a conversation with actual, like, answers. I ain't trying to motivate none of y'all to tell y'all no wonderful or sad stories because none of that is going to benefit you when you get in your car and go home. 
So we're gonna open up the floor. We're gonna have a Q&A. Um, and this is the time for y'all to get off, whatever y'all feel like y'all wanna get off, ask, inquire, X, Y, Z, let's get into it. So who uh, who rolling first? What's up, Queen? You wanna, y'all mind coming up? You wanna come up so everybody can hear, hear the question you gotta ask? Good evening. I had a question for you guys. Um, is it wrong to take white people's money? Because I know like four or five, well, millionaires. <laughs> and I want to ask them for money. We have a really good relationship. Like they know me from my kid's school. And my son, you know, he played football with all of these kids. And we have some amazing Christian people and they are, I mean, they seem nice. I've been knowing them for four years, but I wanna know, I, I wanna ask these people for this money and I don't know how. Okay. Hey, look, before I answer her question, let me give y'all a disclaimer. If y'all have not figured out that this system is all one game, then you slipping from the, off the rip. Get out of that, I tell you guys all the time, get out of the confusion phase, the angry phase, create a plan of action, and I know some of y'all don't want to do it, but you're going to have to adapt to the wolves. Some of us be so damn self-righteous. I ain't saying it's you, but we be so self-righteous trying to do everything by the book. When in actuality, the people who created the book got a whole another book called How to Break the Rules and Loopholes that they use. We the only people that's trying to either match them or supersede them and using a book that they, didn't, they don't even use. They don't use the book for themselves or their children. So look, my thing, what I tell everybody with in-home banking is I'm not saying don't get 401ks, insurance, credit cards, whatever. When I say use, I put emphasis on that because most people don't know how to use the bank. They actually get used by the bank. So no, 100%, you take whatever bread you can and you manifest whatever opportunities you can. Like A question I ask people all the time is some of us been banking somewhere for five to 10 years, you can't go in there right now and get a $1,000 loan. You stimulated their economy for a whole 10 years. You feel me? They children don't have the issues our children have. We don't live, appreciate you, bro. Uh, we don't live in the same places. We don't drive the same cars. We don't even eat the same quality food. So the point I'm making is, no, nah, absolutely. If you get an opportunity to springboard with, with some millions, which most of us don't get, no, nah, you take the money and you definitely, uh, you figure out that situation. You need to figure it out, but you definitely take the bread. Don't, don't, like I said, just let's not be so self-righteous that we actually don't make ourselves receptive to other people and other information. To be real with you, the reason why I've been able to be successful with in-home banking in my personal life and teaching it is because like, I was a 911 dispatcher for four years. I hated the job, but all I got was game. I come from a family in law enforcement. All I got was game. So like, I don't share what I make to entice. Any of y'all know me, y'all know, know like money ain't my thing, talking bread ain't my thing. But I'm up like six, 700 this year. I don't have no college degree. I just, when I hang around the big dogs, I know to either be quiet or just put my ear to the door and listen, take whatever game I can, work it in my system, double back and give it to y'all, and we keep moving forward. So definitely take the money and not run, like run off with it, but definitely take the money and do whatever you got to do with it. My thing is, is that, uh oh, excuse me, the same things that you want to bring to Tampa is the same things is my dream as well. Because I come from a family who's had kids from 
you know, I had my son when I was 17 and my mom wants to open this place for, you know, girls and women to, you know, give them a chance to, you know, learn how to be a great mother, to find not a job now, because back in the day she wanted them to find a job, but all of that education, but the money is for us. So my question is, is I don't know how to ask for the money or to help us. But the point is, is that it's there to be received. But if it was anybody in the room that know how to write a plan, that's what I'm asking. This, hey, this, this dude right here, he got a collective of grant writers and all type of people, right? Look, hey, when we done, highlight him, because that's what he do for a living. He, he get money from rich people and, and sprinkle it in the hood. You want to? Okay. You next, bro? How you doing, brother? Bless you. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is LeVon King. I'm actually a mayoral candidate for representing East Tampa in the upcoming election. Um, <laughs> LeVon King, you'll be hearing Mayor King 2019. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey man, come on, come on, come on. Clap one time for this man dream. Man just spoke it into existence. And the reason I did put the deadline on it, as you often express, is because um, if you look at any other marketing from any other candidate from any other race, when you leave on your way home, none of them have a date on it. Why? Because they intend on trying to run again or if they lose, they'll use it again. I'm not running again. My expectation actually is to start a performing arts daycare in East Tampa with three central expectations. Wellness. Obesity affects us more than any other culture. Education. 50% of none of our demographics are literate. So we have so many statistics that express white, Hispanic, black, but if you look at it across the board, 50% of none of our demographics are literate. Arts ultimately alleviate stress and anxiety, which has also been centrally associated with our culture for quite a long time, and also directly associated with mental health, which is a buzz term now. That being said, my expectation is to train up a child in the way they should go, so when they're older, they shall not depart. So I actually, God gave me that seed in 2011, and uh, I've been watching you and your expectation of establishing your academy, and um, when you decided to go to Atlanta, I said, man, I wish you would just stay home. So at the end of the day, what in your heart made you make that decision to say, let's do it? Uh, and, and bro, I tell everybody this, right? Because people like to speak on ego. Uh, I think ego, is you got to have some form of balance, right? So, oh, that's outside. So my thing, right, with success, you got to have some form of ego. Because when nobody else is gassing you up, you got to gas yourself up. So like... Bro, just being, just, if I'm going to tell you the real conversation I had in my head, I was just like, all right, you're going to leave a city to go to the A with a bunch of rich niggas who are already high-powered and established. You're going to take your little bit of bread. They're going to match you with big bread. And then you're going to open an academy and be like, yeah, this big dog shit. I opened the academy on some land that's already rich, full of people that look like me. But for me, bro, like, if, you, I'm, if you've been following me for a minute, bro, you know, like, I never had an issue with the hard route. Like, I like the hard route. Like, I like, that. that's where my ego come in when I be like, shit, I don't need nobody. You know, we'll run it up solo, buy it solo, and we're going to take pictures in front of it solo. So, bro, that's really what it was. It was just like, 
what does that really say about in terms of legacy? Like that's that's not really major. You went and hung with some rich people, they helped you get a school, and now you're the man in the city that already got like 30 people who the man. So for me, it made more sense to do it at home. And, and last of all, my family would still be here. Not my children, but my nephews, cousins, X, Y, Z. So like I would go again, stimulate their whole economy. Like we know Atlanta is the black mecca. If you've been to the AU, that's somewhere you can feel comfortable. Like niggas, a thousand of us out here, we hanging. Tampa don't have that vibe. So for me, like if I'm a real big dog. If I could come to a city that ain't got that vibe at all and create it. So that's, bro, it, for me, it was a no brainer. Like I said, that's when my ego kick in. And I'd be like, nah, you ain't a real big dog. You can't get it on your own. And then, you know, we just, we switched the plans and, you know, now we're here. Yeah. Absolutely, bro. I agree. Appreciate you. I don't be having a lot to say and I ain't here for motivation uh, for real so we're gonna go into these numbers huh? oh yeah we're gonna get back to the questions we just got a plan of action that we want everybody to, to take part in so I want to basically describe that before we start asking questions because then it's gonna take even more questions uh all right so my first question is a question my first thing is a question for y'all if a thousand people stayed in a house and they had a thousand dollar rent should they be late on rent that's our neighborhoods we all stay in the same neighborhood but we 65 years late on rent we literally just not working together not realizing that we all stay under the same roof even if it's just affirming affirming so uh under here, we're going to talk about how do we have access to wealth. If we, if we don't have, if we have access to organizations, if we have access to people, our own forms of media, how do we not have discipline enough to be able to capsule it so that we can use it for ourselves? Hey, come on, bro. Let me jump in real quick. I, I want to share something. How many artists in the room? Like musical artists. How many times somebody from my city be on IG talking about lack of support, blah, 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 DJ this, DJ that? Weekly, right? So look, this is where I say we gotta defer. I'm not saying this from a place of flexing, but the people in the industry that y'all be wanting to excite or appease, I'm they little big homie. I'm who they call when they children fucking up in school. When they going through with their old lady, I'm who they call. Most of them got bread, but they not educated. So this is what we defer. If we got a creative space and we got the, the dude that's actually teaching the people, who we want to sign us the deals, then we leverage an actual area where, listen, I'm gonna tell you right now, I know I'm the only person who could bring in some of y'all favorite rappers for free and gonna be like, bro, just come perform at the book signing. But that's where the opportunities come in because so many of us, we want to run to Atlanta. Or oh, I always say this, we gotta do it like Atlanta. Well, we got a big dog in the city who a big dog to your big dog and we could do that in Tampa. So what he's saying is, is factual. We got somebody that could leverage that. Like I'm saying, with the creative space. Most of them got to book most people who I got in my phone and can be like, bro, we need a favor. They got to pay 30000 50000 I can call those people that y'all wish to appease and be like, hey, we trying to do X, Y, Z. 
And then that's when y'all come in as artists and creators and we segue it and we go about it that way. But what he's saying is factual. Like, that's like, like I told you in the beginning, a big part of leadership is knowing when to defer. Like um, our city, our city is so like excessively egotistical. I know, I, I know y'all know that. But it's people that's actually here now that can bring the people that we don't got to travel 12 hours ago. Like, I'm going to bring one more point. How many artists y'all know at A3C right now? Quite a few, right? How many artists y'all know are not getting paid at homecomings this weekend? They just there. So they can mingle and bump into somebody and hope like, oh, bro, take the CD. No, we don't have to do that. I'm letting, I know y'all done seen my comments before. The people who, who, who we want to emulate be calling me trying to figure out how to emulate what I'm doing. So that's, what it, that's when y'all supposed to use me in the space that I have to get those people in one location in one place. We ain't got to chase behind them. Everything y'all admiring from the West Coast to Atlanta to New York can be created here. But again, we got to know value. We be running to the A3C festivals for 15 years. We in the same position. Still ain't got no bread. Still ain't, ain't got no deal ain't, and can't leverage our own. So I'm going to give it back to you, Pop. But bro, I had to touch on that because I see artists from my city weekly, DJs and man, listen, we not at like... One more thing I'm going to tell y'all, you are the bag. None of y'all don't rock with me because of my bread. Y'all rock with me because of my intellectual property. So if I didn't solo, if I didn't independently educate myself to a certain level, I wouldn't have had the money in the first place, which means the common denominator of the whole equation is me, not the materials. I make the materials appear because I use my mind to get money to then acquire those things. But I'm going to give it back to you, bro. Boom. And I ain't even had to say that. All right, so men lie, women lie, numbers don't. I'm into making these numbers make sense. So basically, if we go by and take a dollar and we double a dollar every day, if we do that for 20 days, after that we will have $1.3 million. So if I'm not mistaken, everybody in this room knows at least two more people that's not here, right? So that means if we was to all put a dollar in a pot and go tell two more to do it, in 20 days, how much money would we have? Over a million dollars. So it's not like I'm saying, hey, let's, we have to do everything. If everybody does a little bit, nobody has to do a lot. People look at people with a, with a big bankroll and be like, man, they should put this in the neighborhood. They should put this in the hood. Now y'all should put it in the hood. You dig what I'm saying? All right, so we're here to create opportunity. Everybody has the, the ability to become the architect of their own reality. The ability to become the architect of their own reality. I don't like to talk loud, so I just turn that bitch up. Uh, what we're here to do is create... Create a circle of success. So let's say, for instance, we have 500 people in here. It's a cheat code right here named Dead Grace that we can use, utilize to make money flip over and over and over and over again with an in-home banking system. We utilize that. Let's say we all download Unity is Wealth app. Everybody should have that in their phone. This is a mission that we on right now. Like literally, write it down or download. Unity is Wealth. It's an app in your app store. It's already in your pocket right now. Uh, Create a membership. If 500 people in here create a membership, that means by the end of today, by the end of next hour, if we do it right now, when we leave here, I can say, oh yeah, we just raised $10,000, y'all. Let's go flip it. Who in here got an initiative? Who in here got a goal? Who in here got a dream? Who want to do something? We investing in y'all. Now nobody else have to come, like I was going to say, you participate in your own service. what you say? Rescue. You participate in your own rescue, baby. Uh, 
<laughs> Malcolm makes a quote say, a person's int intellect is measured by their ability to turn difficult things simple, and ignor his ignorance is measured by his decision to turn simple things difficult. This ain't hard, fam. It's 20 bucks. We spend that on parking, real life. Uh, business is the activity of life. We're usually, I got that from my brother's head. We're usually guided by guilt, fear, worry, and stress. All because we're looking at a system that's augmented that wasn't created for us. So now we got to go into that system and figure out how we can fit in. And unity is how we can fit in. That's why it's as powerful as an atomic bomb. Because once we're working together, it ain't just the people up here. It's y'all included. You dig what I'm saying? Everybody got their own mindset, got their own initiative. We create a circle of success. If we can empower 12 people in this room in two months, imagine how many people they empower and how many people they empower. And the circle goes on as social currency. Now we got anybody doing bad, we can just pick up for it. Now we can pay our $1,000 rent. All right, Red, come do this uh, breakdown. You ready? Yeah. He's finna motivate y'all. <laughs> Peace to the family. Real quick, the brother mentioned initiative by show of hands. How many people know what an initiative is? Okay, half the room. Well, we're gonna let you, we're gonna fill you in with a definition of what an initiative is. I'm gonna share an initiative that we have currently in the Paradigm Shifters universe. It's entitled the FACTS Initiative. It's an acronym, okay? FACTS stands for food. By a show of hand, how many people eat? By a show of hand, how many people grow their food? By another show of hands, how many people buy the food that they eat from somebody that looks like them, walks like them, and talks like them? The A in facts stands for art. By show of hands, how many people in here love art? Then another show of hands, how many people produce art? Then another show of hands, how many people live off of their art? That's intellectual property like Derek Grace explained. If you could design it, right, then it's yours. And you could commodify that and monetize that, and that's your, that's your income stream. The other A stands for arms. We're in a legal carry state. Facts? By show of hands, how many people got that blicky? How many people are armed? Right? Okay, by show of hands, how many people will want people with arms to protect them? Who look like them, walk like them, talk like them. The C in fact stands for clothes. By show of hands, how many people wear clothes? But how many people buy the clothes or manufacture the clothes by somebody who looks like them, walks like them, and talks like them? Because there's seven days in a week. And if you're, you know, if you know that uh, cleansiness is next to Gallius. Well, goddamn it, you wear seven underwears a week. You wear seven T-shirts a week. You wear seven pairs of socks a week. So inside of the clothing industry is a multi-billion-dollar industry. The T in fact stands for technology. By a show of hands, how many people participate in technology? Smartphones, telephones, and things of that nature. Before 
All right, and another T stands for transportation and travel. How many people transport themselves or need transportation and you want to travel? Please show me your hands. Okay, and then, and then the last acronym in the facts stands for shelter. By a show of hands, how many people need a roof over their heads or currently have one? Well, how many people own the roof over their heads? How many people, when they were to receive a roof over their heads, would want to hire or hired or had somebody who looked like you, walked like you, and talked like you build that roof over your head? Because you could go without food. Some people wear a lot of clothes. You know, they wear the same outfit when they're in a trap or when they're hustling four or five times a day. I mean, four or five times a week. You don't necessarily need that much. But you need a roof over your head. So that is priority. They said that the priority is food, clothing, and shelter. Well, in this day and time that we live in, it has extended. It's not just food, clothing, and shelter. So the definition of initiative is the ability to assess and initiate things independently, meaning off of the tit of Romulus or Remus. That is, Romulus and Remus is the wolf that is the patron saint of Rome. And when you look up Romulus and Remus, it's a dog. It's a wolf with two white babies suckling it. That's, that's the patron saint of Rome. That now is who we are. We're suckling on Rome. We're suckling on Babylon. So in one sense, you listen in a Buju Bantan, and he said, burn Babylon. But in another sense, we get up every day and punch a clock, and we give our life energy, our sweat equity, Meaning that your energy is worth more than that fiat that they pay you at the end of the week. Did you know that? Meaning that your intellectual property is worth more than them pieces of paper that they throwing on you. Did you know that? That's the real wealth. Like Derek said, you the bag. Man make the money, money don't make the man. So if we were to initiate problem solving and do it ourselves, then we're following an initiative. We're not asking nobody for nothing. We're in home banking. We're crowdfunding. You did what I'm saying? We're not asking. We're taking. So the initiative, another, uh, the last uh, definition, the initiative is the power or opportunity to act or take charge before others do. Do we need welfare anymore? Because we know that that's, that has stipulations. We know that they utilize coming in our neighborhoods and doing for us by undoing us. It had all kinds of strings attached. And as a result of that, we're weaker today than we were in the 50s. If you don't believe me, go back and look at the pictures of what is known as the depression. Niggas wasn't depressed. Do you know that? You could look at the pictures of Marcus Garvey when he was leading the 100,000 member marches or the 10,000 member marches through Harlem. Everybody was clean. When you look at the pictures of the depression, it was Europeans. They didn't, they was depressed. We never had a depression. So when they came in with FDR, when they came in with this welfare shit, they hooked us onto a tit that was giving us cancerous milk, spoiled milk. We gotta get off of the tip. We gotta get off of the lap. You're not gonna be great. You ain't gonna be no gods or no kings if you sitting on the lap of your sworn enemy. You have 
to initiate an initiative and carry it out by any means necessary. Okay? Without asking anybody's permission, without apologizing for being great, without apologizing for your blackness, without trying to make people by code switching feel comfortable inside of spaces because you the only black one in that space that day gotta come to an end. Let your nuts hang. Pause. Hey y'all, just to back up what he said, uh, y'all may have heard Dick Gregory say it some years ago, but just logically think about it. If you're on welfare, there are actual limitations to what you can buy. But if you are a full-blown entrepreneur, the world is at your fingertips. Uh, I had a video with Derek like a year ago that said America was built off entrepreneurship and violence. Anything they, can, they have been unable to acquire, they kill and take it. And if you really pay attention, the people who create the actual opportunities are the ones who have things in abundance. But if you're poor and you need well for, uh, welfare, you actually get limitations. That would make no sense at all. I don't have it, so you tell me I can only get a little bit of it. But if I got a bunch of bread, then, you know, basically I can have anything I want to have. But I just wanted to piggyback off that, bro, because a lot of people do look at welfare as a, uh, an additive. When in actuality, it just, it's like a great way to suppress your dreams, get daddy out of the house, X, Y, Z. And then, you know, we result back to nothing. By a show of hands, how many people have heard of the term social, social entrepreneurship? If your child is in Common Core, right, meaning a charter school, they're teaching them that right now, okay? I'm gonna give you the definition of social entrepreneurship because those two words are very interesting to me. What, it, what, what it's implying is that now, in these days and times, because we are in what is known as the proverbial future, we are living in the dreams of not just Martin Luther King, we're living in the dreams of Elijah Muhammad. We're living in the dreams of Marcus Garvey. We're living in the dreams of Noble Drew Ali. We're living in the dreams of Malcolm X, okay? Marcus Garvey in the 20s came forward and he introduced something called STEAMS. They now implemented and call it STEMS, science, technology, engineering, arts. In mathematics, this was Garvey's dream, and they ran and they called it STEM. Clap for yourself. This is, remember, The Philosophies and Opinions of Marcus Garvey. That is a book that is a must read. He wrote into the future because everything in that book speaks about what we're going through today. Remember, our ancestors laid it out 100 years ago. All we need to do is interpret it and give this shit a little 2.0 update. But I'm gonna read the definition of social entrepreneurship so you could quickly begin to say when people ask you, what do you do? Well, goddammit, I'm a social entrepreneur. What are you? Because they're trying to tag us as extremists. They're trying to demonize us. They're trying to put us on a goddamn homeland terrorist list for trying to wake you up. But you got your gentrifiers who are coming in here with pastel paint, chinos and khakis, right? And they're getting grants to come into your neighborhood that has been depressed by you, by the hands of the drug dealers, by the hands of the people who depreciated the value of very valuable communities. Cause they not gentrifying no goddamn black areas where everybody is up. Facts. What does cancer do? 
cancer is when the white blood cells enter an unhealthy body and begin to take over. Cancer is when the white blood cells gentrify the body. They could only, the, the cancer could only enter the body when it's in an acidic state, meaning that you could only get cancer when your body has broken down and it's weak. You could only be gentrified when your neighborhood is broken down and weak. So those Europeans are cancer cells coming into your community. They're not improving anything. Why? Because stress kills. What the hell is a rising rent? You raising a rent and y'all never improved anything in my neighborhood. All you did was give us a bagel shop. And you building these goddamn white castles and these, 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 these uh, glass castles in our neighborhood to do what? To increase niggas trapping because you can't even move in there. Mama's like, yo, I want to move in this new goddamn uh, facility with these good white people. But they didn't offer no opportunities to, I'm in Harlem, New York. They walk by us like we invisible. Real talk. They won't even break bread with us unless we selling pills, coke, and crack to them. That's the only ones that they'll get friendly with in the neighborhood. So social entrepreneurship is the attempt to draw upon business techniques and private sector approaches to find solutions to social, cultural, and environmental project translations. Private sector is a nigga with shoebox money. And he's like, yo, Red, we got a hundred racks. Well, goddammit, don't blow it up. You're my private investor. Do you know what their you do you know what a corporation shadow investor is? That's the uh, his shadow investor is somebody who's selling blood diamonds, selling guns on the black market, selling coke to El Chapo, because y'all think El Chapo the plug. No, the plug is a conquistador. That's Diego in them with the blue eyes and the blonde hair over in Latin America. They got you thinking it's El Chapo. No. He worked for the plug. So that's a private investor who will put money into Apple. He don't want to blow his name up, so he private. So the attempt to draw upon business techniques and private sector approaches to find solutions to social, cultural, and environmental problems. I could get up here all day. We could be in here for 10 hours, and I could run down all of your social, all of your environmental, and all of your cultural problems. But the reason, the fact that we got 8,000 problems is the fact that we can have 8,000 billionaires sitting in front of us because we got 8,000 opportunities to bring a fucking solution. Pardon my friends. Pardon me. I'm charged up. I'm, I'm, you know. Problems are the opportunities to boss up. Problems are the opportunity to be the man in your city. Problems are the opportunity to show mama, daddy, and the ancestors who are rooting for you that you're not going to drop the ball. That's all they are. Real talk. I'm not stressed out by the problems. I wake up early with the fact that I'm a part of a group and we got wild solutions. You dig what I'm saying? We are not black identity extremists. We are social entrepreneurs. Let me finish the definition. This concept may be applied to a variety of organizations with different sizes, aims, and beliefs. So I'm in a conscious community. It's millions of us. This man is in a nation of Islam. It's millions of them. 
Pop Darby has an organization, Unity of Wealth. But this nigga's in the streets. It's millions of them. Sister Ajna, the healing place, millions of them. But we don't let any of that get in the way. According to the conscious community, we not supposed to get along. We supposed to find fault in each other. We not even supposed to be on this stage if they didn't set up a debate. That has kept us stagnated. That has given us how many, show of hands, who had the flat on the tire on the way here? Cause somebody was texting Derek Grace like, yo, we on the way from Texas. We got a flat on the tire. West Palms. Yeah, they ain't even make it yet. But the conscious community has three flats on the side of the highway with AAA not answering. Meaning that they've been stagnated for too long without any solutions, without building anything, and they're not going state to state, traveling with you where there's 10 people on stage from different organizations letting you know the bullshit has been put to the side. Let's go. Let's go. And don't let anybody fool you and try to mimic or clone this thing right here because this is authentic. It can't be cloned. Can't be cloned. Conventional, op conventional entrepreneurs typically measure performance in profit, revenues, and increase in stock prices. You know, regular capitalists, they talk about the bottom line. But social entrepreneurs also take into an account a positive return to society. Meaning that it's okay to get rich. It's okay to be wealthy. It's okay to sell your book for $900. It's okay to cure AIDS like Dr. Sabi and Mama Pill and a whole bunch of other people are doing. It's okay to sell clothing that has the iconography of positive imagery on it so you could do what? Spark the minds of the youth. Spark the minds of your brothers and sisters who have ancient DNA inside of their system. But the minute they see you wearing an unk, they like, damn, I don't know what that shit is, but it's talking to me. It's waking up something that's lying dormant in me because there's nothing that I could give you. Everything that I'm giving you is already inside of you. All I'm doing is reminding you, nigga, you a king. Sister, you're a goddess. You might have forgot because we are inside of this culture where they are investing trillions of dollars to put us to sleep. It's in their best interest to have you in a shallow grave. It's in their best interest. There's an experiment. I don't want to go too long. There's an experiment by a scientist called John Calhoun. It was done in the 60s. It's called Universe 25. He did an experiment with a whole bunch of rats. They provided the rats with everything that they need, all of the food in the world and everything that they need. After eight months, the rats, they achieved what was known as their apex, meaning that they've they multiplied to be a colony of 10,000 rats. And immediately after that, they declined to a place where they became extinct. Why? Because when you give niggas everything that they need and put them into all of these little groups, Right? Even in the experiments, there's all kind of dynamics that took place. They had the rats becoming homosexuals. They had the rats becoming pansexuals. There were alpha rats, right? Me meaning that the male dominant rats began to take over and then they put all of their other rats into a, the female rats into a harem. 
So the other male rats who couldn't procreate with the female rats, they began to they began to have sex amongst each other. Then there was another group of rats that were called pansexuals, meaning that they'll have sex with any rat. Then they had what was known as the beautiful ones. There was a group of rats, right? They began to do what? Focus everything on grooming themselves. They just stayed inside the house and they groomed themselves and they ate food all day. Does that sound familiar? So what did they do? They took this experiment by the, the, the scientist called John Calhoun and they, would, they went ahead. This was, this was funded by like millionaires and they created public housing or they implemented into the architectural structure of public housing. That's when you fly over public housing, anybody who ever flew into New York City in the airplane and you saw how they built the public projects in the public housing, it's built like a goddamn maze and a rat trap. Project, project. So all I'm saying is this family, they have us all in a project. We have, we're a part of an experiment by social engineers, okay, who have learned how to cut the pie up and they've monetized our weaknesses. They've monetized our vices. They've already forecasted if they put us in certain situations or if they put us in certain communities, they, they, they're betting on the long run. So they already know what's going to happen to us in 20 to 50 years. We're in a permanent almost fourth class citizen situation if we don't pull ourselves up by our bootstraps collectively not individually not as the flyest ratatouille on the block not as the cutest rat on the block we have to come together as a collective and we have to do what reach have a positive return on society so if i sold you some herbs that will help cure a disease i now as a social entrepreneur have contributed to a positive return to society because you're not personally ailing, you won't spread that disease and I'm going to extend your life or your life force for another 20, 30, 40, 50 years. You might be the president in the future. Who saw the Quincy Jones documentary? That's a must watch, it's on Netflix. That man had two brain aneurysms before he made Thriller. He was almost out of here. He's an icon. He had two brain aneurysms, but it took somebody in the medical profession to extend his life. And then he gave you niggas thriller. So I'm saying all of that to say you heard each one of this, each one of these brothers and sisters on the stage break down what it is that they do and what it is that they contribute and what it is, what, what is their return, their positive return to society, right? And then we didn't even pass the list around so each one of you in the audience could write down your superpowers because everybody has one. Society will not tell you that you have one, but we're here to let you know that each, if you showed up, if you answered the call, you have a superpower, and we want you to activate that superpower inside of this initiative, inside of this collective, and become a shifter with us, and let's shift this paradigm. Before I, before I tap out, I'm going to just read this statement from um, this, this lecture that I put together 
uh, for the Facts Initiative. And we're going to be doing that in the Shifters University the month of, will we in October? Before the month is out, we're going to do a full presentation so we can share this information. The movement of consciousness from an African-centered perspective have gained momentum in the age of technology, most notable via social media, Web 2.0. The social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube have been instrumental in the exponential growth of this once more niche. The resurrection of African-centered consciousness via... <clears throat> Yeah, the resurrection of our African-centered consciousness. By a show of hands, how many people are familiar with the conscious community? How many people have benefited from the information and the stream of consciousness have come from the community and the transformation, the upliftment, and the forward mobility of your lives? Okay? All right. So the Nile Valley, Kemetic, and Iberian Peninsula Moorish Islamic theme consciousness has emerged as some of the most prominent teachings, lessons, and scholarship within the movement. Their ideologies have sometimes clashed and been in contentious debates as a result, right? So I'm talking about the Hotep niggas, that's what they call them, or the conscious Nile Valley Kemetic movement has clashed with the Nation of Islam and the Moorish Science uh, of America and all of these other brothers. If you've been online, you know what I'm talking about. While there are stark differences in doctrine and ideology, there is also profound similarities and complementary angles which both doctrines possess. The movement is comprised of multiple schools of thought and knowledge, multiple ideologies from disciplines and doctrines shared throughout the vast communities of students, practitioners, and teachers. The key to the unification process depends solely on the parties involved in the network to settle their disagreements, intellectual discourses, and ideological differences. Agree to disagree. That's what all of that shit meant. That's the translation. We need to agree to disagree without being disagreeable. Damn, brother, I don't, I don't really agree with that. But I love you, though. And I'm willing to sit down and come to an agreement. You know what I mean? Because communication is key, and we have a bigger purpose other than these little differences about if you should crease your pants or not. Because they nitpicking at this point and finding anything, right, to separate and to cause confusion and to distract you from listening to the real. Find common denominators. Identify commonalities. Sign agreements. Sign treaties. Break bread. Invest in projects and endeavors within the community. Do flow charts showing the pros and cons of unity. Form Voltron, form a unified party, organization, or group to be active, proactive, and solution-based. Incorporate, be legit, be equity-based. The immediate results of that gesture will be more than 300,000 in membership, far exceeding our 30,000 initial goal. We shall create a campaign to register and enroll our desired 30,000 membership by conducting live seminars, conventions within the Paradigm Shifters Network. Um, yes, so with that, I'm gonna close it down. I'm, I'm just giving y'all the mission statement of where we stand. 
I wrote this four years ago. My dreams are coming true before me right now. You understand what I'm saying? Just the fact that we're all here doing is what it is that we have to do. The solutions that we seek are here. So now we're gonna return back to our Q&A. But like I said, before anyone, any, any one of us leave this venue tonight, I need us to be ready to sign up and get busy and let this thing go. So thank you for your time. All right, we're gonna get back to the question and answer. Basically what we're saying is we don't have to be victims of circumstance anymore. We can leverage technology to be able to empower ourselves. Uh, Y'all ready? There. Uh, come on, questions ready. The goal is for us to be in a group chat tomorrow with $20,000, like, hey, what's the next play? That's the goal, if it, that's the question. Derek, you gotta listen. Okay, that's another thing. Okay, everybody download that app. And when you sign up, go to the website and you can create a profile and put all your superpowers in it. Then we can review your superpowers and see where you go into our committees and how we can utilize you. The name of the app is Unity is Wealth. On the app it says website, the website is unityiswealth.org. When you go into your member profile, you see all of your perks. You see how to write a grant, you see how to write a business plan, you see how to walk into the bank and get certain things. You get three classes on entrepreneurship and leveraging money. You get access to a group chat with hopefully all of these people in it so you have all these genius minds to ask questions on the regular and you have access to capital. So. PP fam is the guy here, Allah Supreme. And I got a question for the sister, uh, Sarah, directly. Uh, I just wanna know uh, what can us black men, us black guys do to encourage more queens to come out and take the leadership role? Because every time I look around, it's always us brothers out here in the conscious community leading the role. So what can we do to make our sisters feel comfortable to take that leading platform? Blessings, King. And what is your name again? Allah Supreme. Blessings to you. Um, the first thing that I would love for you to consider as a black man, as black men who are desiring to help many women manifest the best versions of themselves, stop fucking on them if you don't mean it. Start right there. For real. And be honest. Because most women suffer the most because our emotional intelligence is compromised because the quickest way to your soul is through your pussy hole. And I'm gonna tell you what I know. Because not only do we allow other individuals to breach the security of self, individuals seek to breach the security because they are not activated in their self-awareness. So the better you are, the better we be. So when you operate from a genuine place of integrity, it's some things that your moral code won't allow you to do. And in that result, we won't be subjected by the the lower vibrations of your moral code because the better you are, the better we are. So continue to develop yourself. Also, there's a grave amount of women, especially melanated women, who feel genuinely unprotected. So when you see her, grab a bag, open up a door, ask her, you know, how can I, what can I do for you? If you see a single mother that's got children, especially little boys, within reason and without infringing upon her personal space and her personal rights or whatever the case may be, ask her, you know, I see a son, I, I got, I, I heard about this little league program, your boy play basketball? Oh, well, I take my sons, if you don't mind, I can pick your boy up. 
without it being an agenda to still try to fuck on her in some way. So there are so many components. And then sisters, let me tell you this, especially a lot of you conscious sisters that are awakening, that be using crystals to give blowjobs, that ain't what's up. For real. Because a lot of a lot of women are very beguiling. And you use your superpower for manipulation and then it comes back to haunt you and you be so angry that it didn't work in your favor when you were manipulated from the start. Your consciousness does not have to be directly correlated to your grown up. On no level. So the better we are as a collective, the better we are as individuals. So when you wouldn't do anything with somebody that you wouldn't want everybody to know, that's what I mean in a collective, don't do it on the individual level. Operate from a place of integrity. And that's not me telling you how to govern your avatar. Because if you want to do something, follow your bliss, but do it with a sense of awareness where you know this might not go your way. So do you really just want to get your rocks off or are you seeking a relationship? Be honest with yourself. And be honest with your partner. So many of us, suffer these detrimental experiences because they are directly correlated to these traumas that we have deep inside of ourselves and we live our lives attempting to navigate through other people our own healing instead of addressing it within ourselves. You got abandon issues. Sit down, ma. Work on yourself. You worried about if he gonna text you back, how you clean out the refrigerator queen? When the last time you done pulled them sheets off that off your son's bed in the bedroom and literally washed up? What's up underneath your bed, goddess? Why you worried about how you, you know? It's so many different things that we can do. And brothers, if you set the standards, we'll follow them. You'll be surprised what good dick could do. For real. Motivate her to do something like, what's the business plan? So you want, okay, you want to stroke it out real quick? Well, this is what I want you to do. Um, after we read these few chapters, we can spend some quality time. But don't just make it an issue where we're seeking these results and we're wondering like, why is it not manifesting and why are we still opposing forces to one another where everybody's manipulating each other because we expect for people to do things for us that we don't do for ourselves, like tell us the truth. So I would love for us to consider that. I'm not telling anybody what to do navigating through your human experience. But what I will tell you is this, if you are operating from a place of genuine integrity, so many of us will suffer less, including but not limited to you. And it starts with the truth. You might wanna, you, you will be surprised, like, and I know that this is gonna probably offend some people, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it. You will be surprised how many sisters would be willing to share if there was enough to share. But so many of you men don't got shit to share, but y'all be wanting us to share. Nigga, it's barely enough for me. What the fuck was I about? How I'm supposed to share with her? How I'm supposed to share with her with integrity and it's barely enough for me? So my goal is always, no matter where my lover resides or what kind of circumstances I am in the rest of my life throughout navigating through my human experience, my goal is to always increase my lover to a degree that there's enough to share. And now we can only do that through operating through a sense of integrity and purpose and love and all of these things. That takes place in a fairy tale. The fairy tale is absolutely possible. You can use your fairy tale. You can live your fairy tale. If your fairy tale is to have a business, a family where there is enough for everybody, including but not limited to, you can, it's enough for you to, to pass that dick around. 
to multiple women. Like you've increased yourself to that degree. Then it all starts with you operating from a genuine place of integrity. Family is business. Get you some business partners. But in order for you to have a strategic business plan that people are willing to operate from, it starts with unity and honesty. And so many of us are not in the business of seeing each other do well. And as I said, this might not be the type of conversation that many sisters agree with. That's okay. I still love you. I ain't, I ain't telling you you got to share. I'm just speaking for my life. But what I'm telling you is this. If he God enough, then he our man now. And we're going to take care of him. So keep us protected. So that's what I recommend. That's the, in all honesty. And you can go do the numbers. You can go look at like on a scientific level. On so many different levels. That's why discipline is so important. That's why awareness is so important. That's why wellness is so important. Because there is, on, there, women, we can only get pregnant 1.5 times a year. And if we are community building and we are erecting these nations, it is unreasonable for us to request certain things. But it's also unreasonable for the counterparts to not protect us and not keep us safe and not provide for us. So in all honesty, just get honest. Say what you want and mean what you say. And stop, I would love for you to consider no longer using certain measures of consciousness and awareness and information as weapons of mass destruction and distraction and dissension. So that's what, that's what the capital thing, I, I deal with all kinds of women from all different walks of life and and 98% of us feel genuinely unprotected. So you want to move us, protect us. Hey, my name is Sparrow. Um, I want to say thank you to you brothers and sisters for coming. I also want to say thank you to you brothers and sisters for coming because each of us are doing like a pull push. And um, I kind of pushed myself to come up here because I know this is where I already supposed to be, but I stepped away from it. And I don't want to get on a life story or nothing like that. And I really, you have to be motivated in order to want to do something. So I. I really don't want to just motivate. I want to give you guys something to add to what you brothers and sisters brought to the table because I believe that I have developed a superpower myself. And, uh, but to give you just a little bit of me, I just want to say that I've been to prison four times, went to prison when I was 14, three times state, one times fed. And I walk around the streets right now and I drive around and I'm looking at brothers and sisters like, dang, y'all really finna let me do this? Like, I see dudes that never been to prison, and never did no time. And I'm like, dang, y'all really should have let me do this. I lost 14 years, and I'm for the fly by y'all. I'm for the passion, because I'm hungry. And a lot of us not trying to eat because we ain't fed up. You got to be fed up in order to know that something got to change. And a lot of us don't to our people like we supposed to because we don't know that these other people are trying to kill us 
It got to be obvious. Like somebody running around with a gun, they ain't got to tell you that they poisoning your food, they poisoning your mind, they poisoning your schools. They doing all this stuff because they doing it subliminal. It's up, it's up to them. All right? Now, and when I say y'all not going to let me do this, it's because when I sat in prison, only thing I used to think about is how I'm going to get out the hood. I didn't know nothing but crime. I ain't know nothing but hustling. That's it. So I'm like, what I'm gonna do? So what I started doing, I started rapping. I wrote nine albums. I came home several times, went right back. But I listened to Malcolm X. Even though I came out, I did wrong, I went back and I treated prison like a college. She said, prison is the next best thing to college for a black man. And so what I'm doing now, it's like, okay, I heard y'all talking about dope, using analogy, the books, and stuff like that. And I got into products. I thought of a shoe freshener, I trademarked it while I was in, when I got out. And I went from there, I went broke. I had the money to push it. The investor didn't give me the money that he said he was going to give me. So me and my wife used the income tax check. I left my ring because I was so in the rush. I left it in a solution. I was trying to get here to get to you brothers. But anyway, um, I went from there. And since I went broke, I started making car freshener, like Blunt Effect, what a lot of people use. I don't know, some of you probably even use my product around Tampa. It's called Fresh Up 360 Spray. It's in a little green bottle. Okay. And it's like, okay, now I'm doing that and I learned something. I said, oh, no, man. These people is trapping. Y'all actually got the better skills than these people selling you products in the stores. They trapping. All they doing is selling dope. If you, if you can understand dope, you can understand trapping and you can do it harder. Because CVS, Walgreens, Walmart, all these places is trap houses. And all they doing is putting the trap house there for you to bring your work. And once you bring your work there, they putting in the stores and they aren't even paying you up front. They pay you in the net 30, net 10. You know, so it's like, we'll take your work, we'll boom it for you, and we'll cut you a check. That's what we said. And that's what... And, and, and I really didn't have a question, right? Because, because it, all right, I apologize. But the thing is, I say, you know what? Let me contribute something because you said something out of the superpower. And my superpower, a lot of us want to rap, a lot of us want to sing, a lot of us want to do different things, and we think that's the only way that we can get out of the hood. But a lot of us can close our eyes and think of a product and even get it on the diagram on a piece of paper and pay a couple hundred dollars just to protect the idea and it's corporations that are selling. Some of us smoke, we get in our best thoughts when we, when we just chilling, and that's money. We are creators. I heard him say something about intellectual property, so it made me want to bring it up and be like intellectual property. That's, that's intellectual property law. All you got to do is just come up with a product. You don't got to even have a prototype, and you don't have to be a singer. You don't have to be a rapper. You don't have to be an athlete, but you got one of the best things right now, which is you can create. You can create anything, and that's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm like, okay, let me just come and add this to the table and let you know that you can create. Yes. 
So basically my question is, how do you inspire teens to be involved in the movement? Hey, can I, can I take this one? All right, cool. All right. All right, it's gonna be two minutes. Grace said we, you, about the time. So I do this demonstration, right? I'm gonna give you the microphone. Y'all can hear me? So I speak into existence. How old are you? 14. 14, I speak into existence that she about to speak her dream into existence. You cannot use the word C-A-N apostrophe T. You cannot use the word T-R-Y. Because I believe that if you're gonna have a broke mindset, you should at least have a healthy body. When you finish speaking your dream into existence, everybody in every seat in here, they gonna stand up and they gonna clap for you and they gonna support your dream. Because if we can clap for the Lil Wayne's and the Chris Browns, People we never met, surely we can clap for the people that we working with and growing up with every day. You ready? You gotta say this with passion, with confidence, and everybody in here, they gonna stand up and they gonna clap for you. Two, one minute. Go. I speak into existence. Finish the sentence. I speak into existence. What's your thinking, Queen? Kelly, what's your thinking of your life? My dream. Um, my dream is to empower people to like be themselves and not to be like scared in public schools and stuff. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Let me ask you this. When the last time you stood up in front of a group of people like this and you spoke your dream into existence and people actually clapped for you? Never. And y'all wondering why our youth is lost. That's why I told her. Let me, that's why I said, let me handle this one right here. That's exactly why we lost. How many people, we spend more energy appreciating negative people than we do appreciating the people that add value in our life. Now, you asked a question, and I want to pass it to Derek Grace. I just, look, just real quick, you said how can you be a part of such at, a, at that age? Well, the fact that you want to empower people means you already manifested a thought. Get a, just, like... Put your boots to the ground and just try to contact and uh, assist as many people as you can. I'm, I'm going to tell you one thing. I believe more is less. So don't get deterred by the amount of numbers. Like Focus more on who's ready to ride rather than who's not. But um, you, in, you in public school? No? Oh, you could do your dark. Oh, okay, okay. Well, no, you're not in public school then. But look, the fact look, you working on a book, right? You don't want working on a book? Oh, well, listen, you, good. you got a book with you? Oh, okay, okay. Well, look, the fact that you got the book, you've already made a step that most adults haven't made. You actually created a plan of action and executed it. So I would tell you the biggest thing you could do for yourself at this point is just remain consistent and figure out how you can leverage that book to, to reach as many people as you can. And if Khadija your mama, then you already, you know, you are, you are already straight. You are already on your path. All right, goddess. And what is your name? Armani? All right, Armani, I run a community called the Healing Place Family, and we are starting a junior's branch. And um, I want you to get with me, because I'm going to teach you, I'm going to show you what I know. I'm going to show you how to raise an army of love warriors. I'll show you personally. So, yeah. On behalf of all of us, we're going to bless her with this book right here. I normally, we normally don't get no books away. But this is what we meant when we said not all forms of payment have to come in the form of cash. 
the fact that you stood up here and had the confidence to speak your dream, because right now you spoke it. It's cameras in here that, that caught that. Now, if you go out and execute it, it makes that video footage even more powerful that you manifested what you spoke. So that's teaching you to be accountable for what you're speaking. Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Come on, bro. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Appreciate y'all. I watch y'all every day. Uh, appreciate the motivation. Uh, not a nervous, uh, but I have an idea that basically helps young artists, young business owners, um, from designers, barbers, anything like that. It just imagine like a black Pandora as to where we're promoting local artists, local business, uh, anybody who's basically doing any type of work in the city. Um, some of the major issues people face with trying to get exposure is cash. And that's why a lot of people don't get radio play or have advertising spots on TV, it's just cash. But we're creative in this day and age, we can create our own market. Uh, I have a prototype built, but I just moved here from Chicago, so I don't know a lot of Tampa people. Um, trying to get it onto the network scene, but I'm just trying to... Put some... You said the T-word, you got 20 push-ups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do push-ups for them T-words. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do, working on this app, like a black Pandora. <laughs> and uh, uh, just trying to get people to, you know, send me music, uh, like, and just to work with different uh, DJs and artists who can kind of, like, put together shows and... Like you just got, how I think of it is like music. Like when I moved to Tampa, Tampa has such a unique sound of different artists just because of the different culture that's here, the different uh, racial ethnicity. So if you imagine that, if you emulate it across to LA, uh, Chicago, Atlanta, DC, we could build a network as to where the money stays within the community and we're supporting each other and we're giving each other the exposure before um, you know we become big. So before Lil Wayne was Lil Wayne, he made local music, his state supported him. He blew up. That was it. That was just, just wanted to go. Yeah, just look, look, we'll do this, bro. What section are you sitting in? So if anybody interested in that, they can make sure they pull up on you when we when we wrap everything up. What's your name, bro? What's your IG? Uh, Zarius uh, L L Cool X. L L Cool X. C O O L. Another L E X. Got you, bro. All right. Come on. No, no problem, bro. Appreciate you. Thank you all for coming. So um, my name is Jamisa and I'm from Connecticut and I, I came here on vacation and I never left because I see a big need because that gentleman, he said, why we don't have a, a more ladies do anything talking. So my question for y'all is how can we have more events like this? Because I am a founder of a woman's outreach and I do work with women and dealing with the mindset but I came to Tampa and I see the need of ladies, like their mindset is not where they need to be. They're fighting each other. They're beating each other up. They're not lifting each other up. And I want to know how can we do this again? And how can I get connected? All right, so that's the principle and the point of the network. So that group chat allows us to stay connected. What they did in Washington, D.C. was when we, we're on tour right now. When we left Washington, D.C., they set up basically Enclave there. The Shifter University is at, in Washington, D.C. They meet every Tuesday. Same thing can happen city to city. That's why we're making self-sufficient communities so that everybody in here has an initiative. We need to bring them all to life. 
but we have to constantly be in each other's face and remind each other what we're doing. So now it's it's on somebody. Like everybody on the stage might not be the person to do it. It might be somebody in the audience that have to set it up so that we meet weekly, monthly, anything. But that's it. You take initiative and say, all right, everybody that's in here, we ain't here to do networking. We're here to build a network. You right. dig what I'm saying? So now we utilize our network and we're going to meet once a month at this location. And y'all can see this bar, the owners back there, ask them, can you use it? You dig what I'm saying? Simple. Most of the things we trying to do ain't, ain't nothing to it but to do it. It's up under that book. And now I'm going to add on to that. Coming out of New York City, where there's a plethora of teachers, Queen of Four, you know, there's legends out there. And there's also people who are on the come up, scholars and teachers and people who would love to answer any call that Tampa puts out there. As a result of us pulling up today and seeing that the city is here, you don't have to worry about the continuation of us coming to the city. All you have to let us know is that y'all ready for the information. Derek is the plug. You feel me? DG is the plug. We're gonna continue to feed solutions. We're going to continue to feed ideas and concepts to anybody that is willing to eat that. You know what I mean? Anybody that's willing to sit at the table. So this could be the beginning of something very powerful and monumental for your city. So thank you for that question. It's a rolling, not a stopwatch. It don't never stop. <laughs> next, who next? And I'm just going to add this too. The reason is Tampa Talks. It's because this, this first meeting was just more of an introduction, let y'all know what I'm trying to do. And then we're going to keep moving forward with the people who are really serious and want to be a part of the academy, the buildings, whatever. We're just going to keep sitting down at the table and politicking. And then when, like, literally January 1, we rolling it out physically into the neighborhood. Yeah, we just, we just warming up. What's up, Queen? Hey, Queen. Blessings, everybody. And real quick, I want to go back to what you said because it, I mean, it's big, especially in our communities. You want to open up an outdoor range, a range. And I definitely want to stand in solidarity with you in that. I'm a certified firearms instructor, and I just want you guys to emphasize how important it is in our communities that we know how to defend ourselves and not rely on the same people that want to kill us, that murder us. No, you take it right Number one, defense. Sisters need to be defended, number one. Is that right? Brothers, don't get mad, you need to be defended too, but when it comes to those who can actually birth a child, it's the sister. So what we're taught in the nation is that the woman is three times more important than the man. Don't get mad, brothers. I'm gonna say that one more time, sisters, you can clap for it. You are three times more important than us, and that is for the main reason that you literally can create life. I know we are needed for that, but literally they can create an entire nation. When you are teaching a woman, you are teaching a people. When you teach a man, you are teaching an individual. So number one, as far as defense, I spoke on this earlier. Everyone needs to learn martial arts or some form of self-defense, boxing, kickboxing, whatever that is. Number one, raise your hand if you are in some form of self-defense, not just brawling in the street, because a lot of us grew up doing that. But when it comes to this real thing that the enemy is doing, they train every day. How many of you knew that the police department trains every day. They train in martial arts, cardio, and of course weaponry. They use knives, they use batons, they use uh, different forms of chemicals, they use firearms, of course they use all these different things. So if you want to be able to carry a firearm, we don't carry firearms, we've been doing that successfully for over 100 years, we do know how to use them. 
However, so if the enemy brings a gun to us, thank you for bringing us your gun. But okay, brother, they're gonna carry mine for me. Okay, I don't have one, but he'll carry it for me. I got you. So number one, if you would like to carry a firearm, that is legal. It is very important, mainly because in this country, if you are a black, brown, Aboriginal, indigenous person, and you think that nothing is going to happen to you, please walk out of this room right now. If something will happen, so you have to be prepared. So number one, if you would like a firearm, those are available. Brother Derek Grace has an entire class teaching on that. The sister here is an instructor. Raise if you are an instructor on uh, firearms, self-defense, martial arts, boxing, anything like that. Anyone in here who does self-defense classes, connect with them locally. Mind you, this is what we're doing. We are giving you solutions right now. Does that make sense? She is an instructor. An instructor. She can certify you. You have individuals in here who actually teach classes in martial arts and self-defense. We must learn how to do that. Number two, how many of you are eating as good as you can as of right now? As, as of right now, right, as of right now. Because the other thing is, you can get all this nice little, you know, footwork and moves and firearm practice and all that, but when it comes to your cardio, how many of you are running every day? Be honest. All right, how many of you? <laughs> all right, cool. Cardio is a major key. We're talking about self-defense and the importance of self-defense. As I said, the police departments train every single day. They have something called the criminal division, the crime division, where they have on the wall different pictures of criminals. They have everybody in white tees, People in tank tops, beanies, hoodies, they have all those different things. They do not have a man in a suit as a description of a criminal. All right? They do not have women in dresses as a description. When I met with, with some of the police officers who told me this in L.A., they literally have these descriptions. So they are training to go after you. I want you to get this. They literally train to do that. So because of that, you must learn some form of self-defense, martial arts, etc., Cardio every day at least one hour. Say one hour of cardio. Some of y'all got tired when you heard that. All right, but at least one hour. It could be whatever. Jump rope, it could be push-ups, it could be jogging, whatever. But get your heart rate up because you do know something about FEMA if you do not. There are over 800 locations in the United States, specifically a former Governor Alcee Hastings of Florida, contracted with FEMA and Walmarts. So that in the case of not only an emergency, but in the case of an uproar, uprise of the people, they will have a location with which to relegate and place you in. So I'm letting you know factually, legally, and governmentally they are planning to do this. So you have to know, as a sister said, self-defense is key. Don't be out here floating, thinking, oh, yay, everything is nice and amazing. That's, that's not what it is. It can be that, but you are going to be happy as long as you are able to protect yourself when the time comes. Brother Derek, want to go now? No, no, you got okay. it, bro. Come on. Hey, okay, come on. Bro. Appreciate it. Hey, everybody, know my name Chest. I go by Tokyo. Hello, Okay. Hey, I just want to tell y'all, when it comes to in-home banking, Chester and I have been in-home banking like eight months. Tokyo, car cardio back there. Uh, we ain't got to get into numbers. But bro, have we not had conversations that you've been able to offset the obligation to go work for somebody? Because independently, we running it up enough to stimulate the economies of ourselves, and we ain't gotta call nobody to give us no bread, because we got all that bread at that big table in the black room. So I'm telling y'all, I'm not a millionaire. Some of, a lot of us in here might not be millionaires, but it absolutely can be done. And I'm 100% certain if I lost everything today, I can hit Cardo and, and Tokyo and be like, bro, 
Hey, shoot me a 10 piece till I get back on my feet. You know I'm good for them to jump right back. The whole goal is to empower your constituents. If the people around you, if you got eight people with you that got bread, you're never going to go broke. And if you do, it's only temporary. But I just want to share that real quick because these are real live people who I quietly get money with and you ain't never seen us hanging out. None of that. Like, all that not necessary. Not, not that I wouldn't hang with, with them, but the point I'm making is a lot of that ass kissing we do on the outside entities to get money, little fruitful lives don't have to be done. Go ahead, bro. What's going on? What's going on? Well, I'm at a crossroad right now because right now I have a job, but like they trying to fire me, but I want to fire myself. So what was the, whoever want to answer it, what was the turning point on what you had to do and you knew that working for someone was, was not the answer anymore? Like, what was that turning point? Um, I've definitely been there on the, uh, the job journey. I used to work for a corporation making six figures. And what I realized is that um, during that time, it was a sales and management position working for product. And I was selling them millions of dollars. I learned to speak Chinese, I learned to do French and everything I could to make sure that I made the money because I always believe in, if you wanna update your consciousness, you gotta change your language so you can interact with new opportunities so you can speak the language of the opportunity you wanna interact with. And what I ended up doing was um, realizing for one that I wasn't going for the money because I was working around people who didn't look like me. So therefore I didn't feel like myself anymore. I didn't feel like I can really connect to who I am. And therefore it started to put me in this box. And then I started to feel a little powerless based on who I really was in reality. Even though I still was the type of person who exercised who I was in that workspace, but it still was a constraint, a box. Because I also realized if I have a boss, then that means that he must know something that I don't know. So therefore I have to go to him. So like my brother say, business is the activity of life. The person who knows business, you become their consumer until you learn business. And so for me, when I quit my job and I told everybody this is that you usually have a million dollar, billion dollar idea, oftentimes you just don't execute upon it. And then what, what y'all already doing is y'all investing in people. I think people is the most valuable thing possible. And so a lot of people think time is, but if you got the right amount of people, and in a short amount of time, you can get everything done. But you can have all the time in the world, but the wrong people around you and get nothing done. And so for me, when it comes to the whole job journey, I think that people need to remember their ideas, update into current time, remix it based on where we at now, because a lot of people's consciousness is outdated. You have an idea of what you like. We haven't mentioned really social media and the phones and how much we can do here. But the reason everybody is here, because we all use that business tool that we have right now, which is that phone. Bro was asking how can he reach out to people to where he can get more people on his app and he supposed to be in everybody's DM constantly every day putting an hour, putting two hours in every day. That's work. Work is the exertion of energy. If you go work for somebody else, they paying you for your energy over time. So if you can bust 40 hours a week for them, then all you have to do is put that same amount of energy and time for yourself. And if you don't have the idea, then all you got to do is figure out somebody who does have a working and running idea. They show proof of concept, and then you figure out how y'all can maximize that idea by giving them the money that they need. Most of our geniuses in our communities just don't have benefactors. They don't have nobody funding them. And so for me, when it's time to quit that job, like not quit the job, but fire your job, not firing yourself. You fire your job. They're not working for you no more. 
they resume no longer fit what you, you, you've outgrown them. So they no longer can do anything for you. So now you take those skills that you learned from that job, you steal that knowledge and then you go use it for yourself. What do you currently do? You just said. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, everybody in here in the AC is hot as hell in Tampa. Mm -hmm. You can start your AC business. You can go invest in the knowledge that you already have. Take it because you already know the infrastructure of the company. Utilize that knowledge. We're always thinking about, and I like to use this analogy, we're always trying to figure out how to get away from the plantation instead of become the masters. Once you learn how to run the plantation, then you can start your own industry. So therefore, you don't have to run away from the knowledge. You just have to use it for self. So taking that same specialized knowledge is going to feel a lot better when you're the one capitalizing off everything that you're doing. It just sucks because somebody else is getting paid off all your labor and all your energy. But if you getting paid off everything, if I was getting the full $3 million that I was selling for product every year, I'd still be there. <laughs> but I'm not getting that. I'm only getting a percentage of my energy over time. So anybody that has a job, anybody that has a dream, anybody that has a goal, anybody that uh, want to get something done, you got to set yourself upon a journey and use all of that energy, all that intellect, all of that knowledge, use it for yourself. Invest in yourself or invest in somebody else who does have an idea, so therefore you'll be able to run with it. Um, I recently quit my job. Uh, well, not recently. Uh, me and Brother 19 Keys, we actually started off, um, I couldn't even afford the full trial or the full program called Wirecast to go live. So me and him actually went live together talking about how we was going to quit our jobs in the future and his logo kept coming up saying welcome to Wirecast because I didn't have enough money to buy. Um, and so I was working at a place called Sterlite at that time and uh, I had to make these boxes. So I had to make the box, put the wheels on the box, uh, do everything in the bucket and push it through. So it was kind of real hard to do. I really felt like I was in slavery. That's, you know, that's one of the things that push me into doing for self. One, one thing I said one time is I would rather somebody, if they really want to be an entrepreneur, go work at the worst job that you can uh, that you can ever find. And then you'll think about all those different ideas. You'll start thinking about, man, look, I can go get a 36 pack of water. It's hot in Tampa. I'm going to sell all of them for a dollar because I know they selling for a dollar there. You start thinking about all kinds of creative ideas because you don't want to be there anymore. The minister said adversity is the mother of creativity. So in your adversity, in your pain, in you not wanting to be there, you're going to think of all kind of different ideas. I also used to play basketball, and one thing I found out about basketball is the coach loved me until I get hurt. So the more, I, so once I can't serve him, if I hurt my leg, if I accidentally break my arm, he gonna say, hey, uh, you know, I'm gonna lay you off. So I know he really didn't love me, he just needed me there. Same thing with the job. When I started working at FedEx, I moved from Sterlite to FedEx because I wasn't doing as many boxes. But what I found out was, shoot, uh, on, on December 28th, he said, temporarily, we finna, lay, uh, we finna lay the people that are on temporary off. I didn't go that day. I just quit my job and I said, I'll just do something for myself. And one thing that I figured out was if I throw 50 more boxes than I did yesterday, I won't get paid anymore on my check. 
And so I found out if I do a lot more for myself, then I can make a lot more money. But when it comes to that, I don't encourage you just to quit if you don't have anything that you're doing because the minister gave us the still away method. And the still away method is basically if you're getting overtime or if you're getting a whole bunch of money, be putting some money on the side so you can do something for yourself and build yourself up. Then once you built it up, then quit. Because you got a lot of people that I also tell you on the extreme other side, bro, just quit your job, man. You don't need to be working for nobody. Then when you're not able to pay your bills and you call them for a little help, they can't answer the phone. So you also want to have something that you're working with on the side so when you build it up, then you can quit that job. But for me, what made me quit was is that, shoot, he told me I was, uh, they told me that they was trying to lay somebody off and I found out if you able to pay me $10 an hour, $12 an hour doing something for you, imagine what I can do for myself. So when you talk about doing sales, you talk about doing, uh, what did you say you was doing again? AC, then I, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, if I can do this for somebody else, then I can do this for myself. I can have a sales team. I can go out and sell, and I can do all these kind of different things with social media because with social media, it makes it a lot easier for me because back in 50 years ago, you couldn't make one post and reach 500 people. You couldn't make one post and hashtag Tampa or uh, pay Facebook of $50 and reach a whole bunch of people in Tampa. You maybe have to pass out a bunch of business cards. You may have to have a big billboard, but now with social media, you can reach many people with one post posting that you can do for yourself. Peace, brother. I'm going to give you this simple concept, right? Many of us get paid by the hour, and we utilize our hourly pay to dictate what our yearly pay is going to be. But how many of us think about being paid 24 hours. Cause there's only, you got 12 hour work days or whatever. But what if you realize that you live in a new day and time called the age of the entrepreneur or the age of entrepreneurship where you can actually get paid 24 hours in recurring payments. Meaning that you don't even got to punch the clock for 24 hours. There was a book that I read called The One Hour Work, The Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. That helped save me, bro. I was doing bad in like 2014 because I went the route where I decided that I was going to work for somebody. You feel me? I was like, I need some pay, pay stubs and whatnot to get this apartment. So I'm going to go out there. I'm going to try to get me a job. And it showed me how bad it was for melanated people with felonies. Right? So what did I go and do? I went and got hired by Apple. You know Apple computer? How did I get hired? I bought me a Macintosh computer. So the Macintosh computer had hundreds of apps available. And by working with the Macintosh, I was able to employ myself by creating my own business with the mentality that I could get paid 24 hours a day. I wake up to money without doing anything. You feel what I'm saying? So sometimes it's our mentality that has to change. You could hire yourself, you could retire yourself, and when you get upset, you could fire yourself. You feel me? You have the power to do that because you now live in what is known as the age of the entrepreneur. So identify a niche market. There's hundreds of niches. You could have 100 income streams if you wanted it. You dig what I'm saying? If you, if you have that much intellectual property that you could stretch your ideas across 
100 niches, you could be fed by 100 streams. It's that easy. Just, just one last thing. Um, when I did quit my job, two months afterwards, um, I was able to start me a clothing store. So I took the information from that same industry of selling luxury products. I went and found some people who invested into the idea to see that I already had a brand that was growing while I was working. And then they decided to help put some bread up and then I was able to get the storefront and I was able to work it like that. So therefore, it's, it's real tangible that you can take your idea, go run it to somebody, or run it to yourself, put your own bread up, and then you have something that's working as a way of life. Hold on, hold on. Just one more thing now. They did talk about like how we're using, well basically, I'm not scared to like not quit because with the money me and Derek make, like it's like triple the amount of what I was making and I'm not doing anything, but just letting it grow. But it's just the fear. But that's, that's what I needed to answer for that. So for the, everybody else that heard them say that, it's not because of the money, it's just because of the fear of not, you know, working. So just to clarify that with the money me and Derek making, I'm making like triple of what I make a full-time job and I'm not doing anything. Bro, that's just like, excuse me, I'm eating a bar and ate it there. But bro, that's just psychological. Like, I retired my mama, but it be times when she still hit me and be like, uh, like, okay, when she got ready to quit, she like, should I give him a two-week notice? Like, for what? You done? You ain't going back. You're straight. But it's just programming, bro. So it's just something we work through. Something we work through. Appreciate you, bro. Hi, thank you all for coming. Um, it is really an honor for my son to be able to see y'all speak. I admire all y'all very much. My question is in reference to a term that was used because it was the first time I ever heard that term and it keeps buzzing in my mind. Um, black identity extremists. All right, for other cultures, it seems that it's okay to be an identity extremist. It's okay for them to exclude us for them to hold us down. So my question is, because it was stated that you all are not black identity extremists. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with being a black identity extremist? Because it's something that I do instill in my son and I live by and I wanna know if I'm wrong in doing that. Number one sister, first off, give her a hand for bringing her young prince. She brought her young prince here. Brothers, take notice. Sisters, please take notice. We did say that children can come because they need to see this. Is that right? They need to know that it's not nothing against rappers, singers, etc. But it's not just that. Revolutionaries have to be here and exist so that we can go into the next stage of our evolution. We have to return everything back to our own ownership. We have to have everything. We have to not rely on anybody else. So sister number one, there is no problem with that. Okay, that was a technical thing that I was stating on camera, but let me say this, there's no problem with being extreme about your identity. The reason why I edited that and I said black intellectual extremists is because that is what the government has always been after. It has been our intellectuals, those of our black identity extremists who were extreme through their intellect to destroy this system of white supremacy. As Brother 19 Keys says, the white or Caucasian male patriarchal system of thinking. 
When you're talking about being extreme, dealing with your identity, you are talking about you love your culture. You love your religion. You love the way you talk, how you eat. You love your God, the name you give for God. You love your man, your woman, how you are as a people, how you dress. You, you love it. Is there a problem with that? Is there a problem with that? So you have to be proud of speaking and standing up for who you say you are. So to this young prince, we need to always be proud to say I am a black man or woman. For those in this room who are in the Moorish community, yes, we know the word black, but it did not come from the European. Let us get this very clear. It does not mean pale. I will only give you facts, and I'm not going to debate today. You can set that up, and we will do that. But as of right now, we have to get things done for the people. Debating is not a damn I mean, brother, seriously, debating is, is old, okay? Because we debate and we still go back to the same apartment. We debate, we still go back to the same condition. We debate, we still ain't made no money. We debate, we ain't got no more schools. We debate, we ain't got no damn hospitals. We ain't got, no, please. And I'm only saying this because we become a little frustrated when those of us who actually do this work and we want you to be successful. And as much as I know about this enemy, trust me when I say this, you have to protect the minds of the children. You must protect their minds. As she said, is it wrong for me? I'm a, I want you to hear this question real quick and I'm almost done. She said, is it wrong for me to instill in his mind that he is uh, or that his identity is extreme? Is it wrong for me to tell him that, that he should be black, that he should be popular? Nothing wrong with that system. And never go according to this system of thinking to where they make you think that it's wrong for you to be a, a proud black woman standing up straight with your hair curly and kinky, for him to walk around with his name if it's not a European name, for you to be proud of that. There's nothing wrong with that, ever. Do you hear what I'm saying? Ever. And for him, he needs to understand who he is originally. You are the mother of civilization, he is the father of civilization. All Europeans came from us, so the only reason why they mad is because children get a little spoiled and now they want to get back at their parents. Did y'all get that? Okay. So. As of right now, sister, continue to instill in him that, add to his intellect as well as his identity. The intellectual is sexy. Let me say that again. Don't, don't, no, don't get it twisted. I'm gonna say this real quick. Just because we intellectual don't mean we can't rumble in the jungle and toss two fists in your jaw. Be, just be clear, brothers and sisters. Having an intellect only means you are able to use this as a weapon as well as these, as well as what my brother Derek Grace be packing. You need to have this because this is the one bullet that can hit nations. Your gun can only hit a few people. But this is what they are afraid of. Thought travels at 24 billion miles per second. It is faster than the speed of light. It is faster than the speed of this actual planet spinning at 1,037 and one-third miles per hour. If you are a flat earther, I am debating you today. Set that up as well. <laughs> but 24 billion miles per second per second, meaning that thought is the fastest object on the planet and in the universe. So as fast as we think it, and we say, guess what? We've taken this country over. Do you know what that tells them? According to the United States Census, by the year 2042, this will be a majority brown country. They're already seeing that they, that they are going extinct. Did you know that? Their own numbers are stating that black and brown people are outnumbering us because why? White women's, their body is not made to have a certain amount of children after a certain period of time, according to their own studies. But the black woman, the brown woman, y'all fertile. And you just keep having children. And brothers like helping you to have children. 
And so right now, they're like, man, their numbers are steadily rising. We're trying to get rid of them with vaccines. It ain't working fast enough. We're trying to lock them all up. It ain't working fast enough. We're trying to inject them with diseases and AIDS and all these other ones created, Zika and all that. It ain't working fast enough. Damn it, what is going on? They're still reproducing. But the number one thing we have to reproduce is our intellect, not just this physical form. Bring the mental form back and keep instilling that power in your children. And we will return back to our own Wakanda. All right, on Black Wall Street, all across this nation. I just want to say thank you. Thank you. It's our job to raise our children so that they don't have to recover from their childhood. And you are. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Ain't nothing wrong with it at all. Only thing is, we don't have to go by a label anybody else give us. You get what I'm saying? So we don't have to accept it or act like it's bad. I was going to get past the next one. That's Real now I'm just going to say just to your point um, when I was younger I was always taught um, I was a god and that became bulletproof for anything else that anybody would throw something at me because you get taught that you a nigga you get taught that all kind of different things that throw at you so it was the black man is the original man the Asiatic black man the maker the owner the cream of the planet earth the god of the universe so being a black Muslim has always been I guess that criteria of a black identity extremist, but it's really nothing extreme, man, accepting your own and being yourself. All right, it's after six. It's our job to set up the next seven generations, so we gotta get up out of there, right? Uh, so what's, what's up, Quinn? Hello, everyone. Thank you all so much for making the time to come here and share this knowledge with us. I simply wanted to ask, um, I come from a big family. It's always been my dream to bring my family together. My grandma had 21 kids in Philly and we never had a successful family reunion. I can't say that I have family members that's ever provided the knowledge that I've learned tonight. I've honestly been a little intimidated to ask questions at times in my life. I'm not necessarily afraid, but if you all can share a piece of, let's say for example, my family does conference calls so we all can keep in touch. I'm about to start something with the younger generation in January. I wanna make sure that they know the truth. I know the history books ain't teaching us the truth. Um, I have a friend that shares so many videos with me. If you all can, besides what you've all touched on tonight, talk about the origins of where we come from. If you could recommend a book, a website, a resource, um, that the <laughs> that I can utilize to help bring not only my family together but to help inspire other families to come together to be able to keep the knowledge in our families and help each other grow. Sister, thank you for your question. Number one, to make it very fast, um, something in our community a lot of us still don't know how to read. So for those who don't know how to read, I would recommend starting with Hidden Colors 1 through 4. Okay? Everybody agree with that? That sound like y'all agree with that. Okay. I wasn't gonna, okay. Y'all know I'm a Hidden Colors 5, right? Coming out, okay. Y'all said that. So Hidden Colors 1 through 4, that will go through virtually everything you need to know about the Aboriginal, Asiatic, Indigenous people. Okay, I, I really speak this fast in person. Like, like it's real, I didn't speed it up. All right, so that's the first thing. Number two, there's a book called uh, They Came Before Columbus by Ivan Van Sertum. Everything is recorded, so we will be able to post this. So Ivan Van Sertum, They Came Before Columbus, Hidden Colors 1 through 4, the 13th, dealing with the prison industrial complex. 
You need to know about that. Another book called Out of Darkness. You got the swipe on your phone, you can like type real quick. Okay, Out of Darkness. And if you just start with those, that would be more than enough information that they need to know dealing with not only every single continent, place on the planet, also local, um, international, everything. It will go through everything dealing with us as a people, as well as a government, as well as religion, everything. So it goes one through four of those books, and that will set you up for at least a good two months. And of course, all books by the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. All books by the Honorable Minister Farrakhan. All books by Wesley Muhammad you will be able to have enough information to pretty much destroy any scholar on the planet if they think they are such. Y'all cool with that? Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> you have a row? Good evening, family. My name is Brian Hippolyte. I just have a quick question for, you, for, for everyone up here. I've watched all y'all uh, for years. So I've seen how you've been able to uh, monetize your brand, your intellectual properties. And there were so many people in the room who raised their hand and considered themselves collectives. I want to know if, if any of you can give us some tips or tools with the tools that we have at our access to be able to do that. Absolutely, bro. This is my lane. Uh, <clears throat> all right, for everybody, if y'all want to take notes, I'm going to run this down real quick. If you got a business, not even a business, if you're a creator, artist, whatever the case is, you need to create a marketing budget. Paying bigger pages for blind shout-outs is not the deal. You can grab people and you can actually convert them, which means they shop with you by having an actual marketing budget. So you ain't gotta go high, you ain't gotta go crazy. Get you $100, three, start somewhere between $100 to $400 per month. If you can afford that, create your actual marketing budget and target specific people. Everybody, I urge you, uh, if you wanna do that too, remember your page gotta be a business page. Also, get the Facebook Pixel. That is an application. They narrow it down to what favorite TV shows people have, and you can, you, you can figure out how to not attack them in a bad way, but how to attack them in a strategic way with their own likeness. Uh, outside of that, moving visuals, videos, get 600% more traction than still pictures. If you're trying to market, stop posting a bunch of still pictures. We live in an era of instant gratification. People want to see things that move. They don't just want to look at still pictures all day and be, uh, uh, and be swayed that way. Number two, when you make a video, you need to have a call to action attached to the video. Some of us will be making videos and be like, yeah, click the link in the bio. And then somebody will get in the comments and say, where do I buy it? You just told them to click the link in the bio. You need to verbalize, click the link in the bio. You need to put a banner on your video that says, click the link in the bio. And it's some real slow people, you gotta tell them again in the caption to click the link in the bio. But a call to action is what do you want me to do after I watch your video? I want you to support, I want you to buy something. Lastly, uh, I'll use three elements when I make videos. Controversy, education, and what's my third one? Controversy. Oh, uh, shock value, right? You want replay value. So if y'all, anybody seen my videos on Worldstar, y'all know this. I only put videos on Worldstar with guns and children because I know what makes America itch. I know those videos get millions, like we, we've, I've never put out a video that didn't touch the mil multi-millions every time. Create a video where you're answering a problem for somebody, you provide them with some information, but you may sprinkle a little shock value in it. If you're not paying attention to Skip Bayless or the news, they live off shock value. They really don't be talking about nothing, but they know how to throw outlandish uh, subliminals or headlines that make us go, damn girl, look at this. And they watch the video a hundred million times. 
Um, I ain't gonna lie, I could get into marketing all day, but I'm gonna just drop those five and I'm gonna leave it at that, bro. No, no problem. Um, what's your name? Thank you for the question. Um, I do YouTube, uh, so when I put out content on YouTube, uh, you're able to monetize it basically like a TV station. So YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, these are your new BET, BET, uh, BET, MTV, things of that nature. And they free. Yeah, and they free, so you, ne you no longer have a middleman. You don't have to go through a middleman and beg them to get on their network. Now you got your own network, you got your own TV show. So now, when somebody was putting up their commercial for the Super Bowl, now the Super Bowl is still good. It's still um, good to put your commercial on, but people, the, uh, like people was putting their commercial on the Super Bowl on different shows, now they can do that for you. So if you're getting 50,000 viewership or you're getting 100,000 viewership, now you're able to determine what your price is gonna be because you have your own show. Another thing you can do is have sponsors. So let's say, for example, you got a podcast, and on this podcast, you're creating a bunch of valuable information for 50,000 people. If 25,000 of those people give you $10 a month, that's a lot of money that you can be making for just making content. I know a podcast right now that's using Patreon, all they do is a weekly podcast, but they got 94,000, no, they got 24,000 supporters and they're making $94,000 per month just because they got people that's giving them money or $10 here, $20 here, $50 here, whatever they can afford, just so you can be creating content. So that's how I will make, well, that's how I do make money right now through YouTube, through the ads, and you can have a Patreon where everybody who support what you're doing and they don't want you to be relying on a YouTube or a Facebook or Instagram or any platform that don't monetize, they can help you monetize so you can continue to put the content that's giving them value. Hey, I'm gonna add one more thing. To any of my creators or people with services and products, you don't have to partake in it. But if you have not created your plan of action for the holiday season, you are behind the eight ball. How many of y'all saw me post a board game yesterday? All strategic, it's go time. The consumers of the world are an overgrind right now because they're programming themselves to believe they got disposable income to shop for the holidays. This is your time to be sitting there waiting and convincing them why it's better to shop with you than that bullshit they've been buying the rest of the year. One more thing, all of us live on the East Coast. It won't kill y'all to stay up till three o'clock to get some West Coast money. A lot of y'all be going to bed at 12. I don't sleep. I'm gonna hit you at 1.30, I'm gonna hit you at three. I'm back up at six. I done ate on every region in this nation. So that's something y'all gotta take into account, but I'm gonna leave it at that, bro. Uh, one more thing is whenever you gain your following or your audience from the social media, then it's good for you to have your own house as well. So all of the lectures there, all the events that we had as the shift is on www.blackondemand.tv. So we basically have our own Netflix. So instead of us giving it to YouTube and they giving us a percentage because they the ones who bring the ads, now since we have our audience, now we got our own platform and all of our content or exclusive content going black on demand and we get that as well. So after you gather up the audience from using the free Instagram, the free Facebook, the free YouTube, now think about having your own house where you can make your own money as well. Some more free game. Um, because you gotta look at everything differences, everything change. You can look at sponsors, influencers who have big pages right now, and then you can be like, can I sponsor your next video? Can I sponsor your next live? Can I pay you to go live with me? So therefore, you get to supplement some of they following, then get to build your own at the same time. Same way you would have paid for a commercial or some radio time back in the day, now you're just paying influencer to get you that same attention. All right, now I want everybody to think it take money because most of this stuff don't take money. It just take creativity. Boom Gang and all Takashi, most of these people didn't start with money that you see. 
They started with doing wild things to get people's attention. Like Grace just told you, he gonna hit you with guns and kids. You know that get attention? Utilize it. We gotta leverage technology. Outside of that, create value. If you become valuable and people are learning from you for free, you gotta kind of fall in love with being free because you gotta be noisy. You know what I'm saying? The world noisy. People gotta be able to see you. Make yourself visible. If you creating that noise and creating that value, that money gonna come regardless. And outside of that, just utilize every platform. Don't just look at one and be like, okay, I'm on Instagram. You gotta say, all right, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, MySpace. People still purchasing on MySpace on the show. You did, you did. So use everything. Hey, y'all, and outside of that, uh, don't forget, Super D's allow us to uh, hold this down on the house. So if y'all drink, be sure to support the bar. I have bought everybody drinks. Well, not everybody, but 20 drinks earlier. Some of y'all came in late and missed it, but you can still go buy a drink. Uh, outside of that, uh, we are going to wrap it up because he does have other things to do in here this evening. Uh, so anybody that want Ben, where you going to be at, bro? If anybody want to catch you on the way out? I have books and DVDs right there on the edge. Okay. Okay. Ben and Riz are going to be in that corner. I'm going to be that, that mirror back there. That's my table. I'm going to be over in that section. Uh, Red Pill is going to be right next to the left of Ben and Rizza and Keys. Uh, where you at, bro? You hanging out? So look, hey, again, I appreciate y'all. Again, this, this was only the beginning of the conversation. We're going to move forward with the people who really want to move forward. Appreciate y'all coming. I'm going to be over here if any of y'all trying to catch up with me before y'all get out of here. Thank y'all.